0: what's up everybody and welcome to episode three of two old souls the show where we talk about the movies the shows the songs the people and most importantly the memories that keep us young i am one of your hosts michael and with me as always is andrew how's it going man hello there hello (laughs) right on right on happy friday i have been waiting to do this all week long we're very excited to bring you our latest episode um, and this is a, today's episode is a, a subject a, and a person whose body of work is very near and dear to our hearts. Today we're going to be talking about uh, writer, director, podcast pioneer Kevin Smith and the films for which he initially rose to prominence. Um, some of you may be familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, but before that, he was actually one of the first guys to take a bite at that apple of an interconnected series of films. So today we'll be talking about his uh, view universe. Episode 3. Episode 3, yes.
1: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about uh, Star Wars when you said Episode 3. Do it. Yeah, the um, yes. universe, man. Um, real quick, I, I love this little um, world that, that mm. he's created. Just how it all inter- intertwines and how it stuck with me through my, my whole my whole life. I was first saw those movies when I was maybe like eight, nine oh years old. Oh my God. Okay. Um, That's really young. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have, I have a fond, fond memory yeah. of like most of these movies.
0: For sure. For sure. And we're, yeah. so what we're going to do today, we're going to go through all of the movies as they, uh, happen chronologically. Um, but of course, if we have specific relevant stories and stuff like, Oh, this was my gateway movie. This is what first got me into it. I definitely want to hear about that. Cause I don't even, I don't think I even know about that on your end. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um Yeah. Just still. Yes. For those of you who don't know, because like it's weird. He's like he really I mean, let's say 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, he definitely still had like kind of like cult status whatever. Like he was this dude that I think you probably really knew if you were more plugged into sort of like the comic book world at mm-hmm. the time and stuff because yeah, he yeah. wrote comic books, too. Yeah. But now you could argue that he's, like, more visible than ever because of all the podcasting that he does. But he's still kind of, like, an inside baseball sort of figure. So it's an interesting thing.
1: It's like the universe, it seems like it's Mm -hmm. his long-term stepping stone into, Mm -hmm. I guess, the mainstream appeal. Even though he's been, you know... I, I guess big studio I mean, Miramax, is a big studio, right? Yeah, so most yeah, of his yeah. stuff it came out on a large platform, but mm-hmm. um, he wasn't always like it didn't seem like he it didn't seem like he was at the top of the like priority list as far as yeah. uh, whatever you would however you perceive it, but mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah, definitely now he's made a couple different movies outside of that that are a lot bigger, I think, to, maybe um, to some degrees, quote, yeah. quote bigger, <laughs> yeah, maybe more more and more yeah. appealing, I guess, yeah. towards a, a wider audience, so. And that's always great.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, and he really came up like in the sort of riding the coattails in the early 90s of other filmmakers like Robert Rodriguez and Richard Linklater. I think he Mm. said his two biggest uh, inspirations before that made him want to become a filmmaker were... uh, Richard Link later, Slacker, and I think Reservoir Dogs. Like, there's a scene in Reservoir Dogs where they're just talking about a Madonna song. They're just sitting at a table talking about, like, Papa, okay. Don't, Papa Don't Preach or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, This is allowed. You can do this in movies now. But yeah, so there's a lot of hallmarks to his movies. We'll definitely touch on everything, but it's like, you know, a lot of it kind of takes place, like I said, in this little mini universe. It's all kind of centered in New Jersey because that's where he was, where he's from originally. And a lot of it, it just has to do. It's just all very dialogue-driven films. They're not necessarily like visually distinct. Well, they're they're distinct in their lack of distinction. <laughs> I think. Right. You yeah. Say. He, got, he he has yeah.
1: some attempts later on, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's purely writing. I think yeah. with him for me. Yeah. For me, at least, is what I notice.
0: For sure, for sure, and we can definitely go into how we feel like his films have actually like really, I think last week during the Adam Sandler episode or two weeks ago during the Adam Sandler episode, I think we were talking about how sort of comedic tastes in movies have changed. And I think he, he was kind of one of the first people to sort of plant that seed for more just like dialogue driven. Yeah. And
1: I think an over, yeah. I think it's very overlooked. Yeah. Because sure. of the, some of the content in mm-hmm. some of these movies, I think it does get overlooked yeah. um, that he, i don't want to say he pioneered it but he was definitely one of the first ones to be doing comedic movies with that with that spin on it yeah um, very indie very indie style yes you know?
0: absolutely so yeah we'll get into that share some fun facts with y'all that you i've things i know way too well andrew probably knows way too well but you probably haven't heard some of this stuff before all <laughs> oh, right fair yeah. enough fair enough
1: i um, i like to know what you noticed or what stuck with you yeah, that didn't you absolutely know. Stick with me. So first,
0: we'll go with. Uh, so we'll just start at the at the top, uh, the one that started it all. Uh, so 1994's Clerks. Um, this mm. was a the, a movie that he wrote. I think you know he wrote it after he finished like film school. He dropped out halfway through like a film school, like a six month film school with program. Film school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know the story goes he. Basically, um, so the synopsis is a day, and this is all taken from IMDb a day in the lives of two convenience clerks named Dante and Randall as they annoy customers, discuss movies, and play hockey on the store roof. Uh, this was filmed all entirely in black and white because there was just no, the, he couldn't afford it. Uh, and I think he maxed out like hella credit cards just to pay for mm. the movie. And I think they made it for like $27,000 or something like that. Like yeah. that was the whole budget. Okay. And yeah so it's that's pretty much the whole movie right there for you so where do, where do we want to start with this one
1: I guess I just want to start with I guess maybe the long lasting impact for me with, mm-hmm. with this movie um when you told me that you like part of that was him selling his comic books to you mm-hmm. know afford to sell it to afford to make the movie um that just shows how long like he's lasted you know going from that to what he's doing now with his TV show' with his podcast and on mm-hmm. top of his movies writing comic yeah. books so that's a very um inspirational out like an inspirational way to look at it is he took huge risks financially and mm-hmm. probably you know creatively um but yeah clerks fucking awesome i uh i'm not big i'm not always big on like the the two guys you mm-hmm. know dante and randall yeah. the main characters but uh i think it's because they play that part so well of people that, that you're that's, dis- people yeah. that you're disappointed in that's um, true
0: yeah so his thing is very much about kind of like slackers who have sort of lost their way or a lot of what I've noticed in the movies is people who are kind of like having it's about a lot of a lot of the times it's about guys who are struggling to like take responsibility for themselves and what the state of their lives are and they're kind of expecting someone usually a woman to kind of come in and like solve their problems for them and or like kind of give them everything that they're looking for it's kind of the opposite it's sort of like the opposite of what a lot of you know indie films are where like you know oh this like this magic hipster girl is going to like come and change my life and show me everything Mm -hmm. that I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a very existential movie, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, in a few different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Losing your way and, and thinking you're still like on top of it, you know, when Mm -hmm. I, I think of the scene where, um, the trainer comes in Rick Darris. oh yeah <laughs> who who's the reoccurring character you're out, of shape. The, you're out of shape yeah you're out of shape and he's like no i'm not i'm not out of shape like you you fucking you grunted when you picked up the milk you know like stuff like that where you you still think you got it and you don't have it anymore or yeah. you need to you need to get back on it um that that's a big I guess underlying theme in this yeah. movie, too, from yeah. what I'm hearing. So let's um,
0: def- yeah. Let's, so we can let's definitely talk about those two guys. So yeah, Dante and Randall, the two main characters. Like they both work at this like combination convenience store and video store in in Leonardo, mm-hmm. New Jersey, um, which I was. Fortunate enough to visit when I was sixteen, I'll put up a picture for that for y'all. Did you, to see. you went to the quick stop. Yeah, yeah. I had okay, an, I yeah, had I've, an I've
1: been wanting to go there for so long. It was really yeah. surreal. I feel like I'd appreciate
0: it way more now, but my sixteen-year-old self was like, "Oh, this is weird. It's so weird being here." Um, but yeah, this is the convenience store that Kevin worked at himself when he was like, he didn't really go to college, so he spent most of his like late teens or early twenties just working at this convenience store, and that's where a lot of the inspiration not only for the movie, but also the characters, like his really close friend, uh, Brian Johnson, I think was the chief inspiration for Randall because he's very okay. much this like smart ass dude who just is always kind of ribbing on people and giving mm-hmm. him shit. But he said he was much more the Dante, like, which, you know, is very, just very introspective. And I think, yeah, you definitely see that he puts him, there's shades of himself, uh, in a lot of his characters you can tell he's working a lot of shit out yeah. through these movies <laughs> Just the ban- like
1: when you go back yeah. to the banter the banter is very much kevin smith yeah so i mean he's a very talkative kind of guy and, mm-hmm. and the way he, like even like the cadence that dante has sometimes like it mm-hmm. he, you're right it does sound like it's coming straight from kevin smith yeah they're you know, very him, much
0: um, very very much from him and his voice like they all sound like him so to speak that's not mm-hmm. necessarily a bad thing but it is i would i, I definitely would say it's an acquired taste if if like if a new person is kind of like trying to come into these movies and stuff like because yeah if you're not a big fan of sentences that probably have a lot of commas in them (laughs) that might be (laughs) it might be kind of hard to get to this right even
1: i mean the the monologues at the end like when like when veronica's you know telling off dante in the store oh that yeah those are oh my god and the one Mm -hmm. when randall's you know saying like fuck you uh you're not supposed to be here today you sound like an (coughs) asshole and he's Mm -hmm. you know the way he's going on it's a very long-winded yes but they're straight to the point at the same time it's really cool uh, also yeah
0: like kudos to them for being able to pull it off because a lot of them are either just like local theater actors or like the guy who played randall Mm -hmm. was just like a friend of kevin's from high school who was just hanging out (laughs) while they were auditioning people and then he wound up getting the part so yeah it's just this very it's got this very scrappy feel to it like it feels like a fucking homemade movie that would have been on that would have just gone straight to like vimeo or youtube if it were made today yeah it's very it's very organic yeah
1: um I mean, I mean, like a lot of the movies around that time are kind of filmed that way, like the indie, like the more independent movies, because mm-hmm. it reminds me of some movies that I've seen that are, you know, just low budget, mm-hmm. um, not very different from like as far as um, maybe cinematography, but yeah, yeah, the I th- I think the movie compared to a lot of other things is so unique. It's like a long Seinfeld episode almost. Like it's, it's very not really, It's singular. not really about anything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about just it. It's it about is, everything.
0: Yeah, basically. It is just mm-hmm. very kind of sitcom-like, like or it's like a bottle episode, right? Like mm-hmm. people kind of just come, come in and out. So again, like uh, going back to the, just that dichotomy between the two characters, you have Dante who he prides himself as sort of like, he's kind of the Charlie Brown of the whole thing. Like he kind of hates his life, <laughs> but he doesn't want to do anything about it but he also prides himself on being like, I have a responsibility to run this convenience store and run right. everything smoothly. But also he's kind of a piece of shit because he's got this like awesome girlfriend that he's with, but he's still kind of pining for his high school ex the entire movie. And it's, yeah, real, the, it's really yeah, fucking like frustrating. A girl
1: that, that she's like cheated on him a bunch of times and yes. now she's out of his life, but he wants her back. It's so, and she- it's so early 20s of... of Of, like, people. Um, That's true, especially folks who,
0: like, keep in touch after high school. (laughs) Right.
1: And being in a small neighborhood like that is probably very hard to escape. Yeah. You kind of feel the, um, like, the angst when when he gets people that he knew or that he didn't even remember that he knew. Yeah,
0: it's really easy. It's actually really easy to get pulled back into that. Like, Mm -hmm. even for just, like, a split second, you see this person... And even if it's been like eight or ten years since you last saw them, you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. why I hated you in high school.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh. So it
0: is very relatable in that regard, too. Yeah, and it's that small town, everybody. So that kind of feeds the sort of interconnected universe thing. Like everybody kind of knows everybody, like even mm-hmm. if it's just tangentially. Uh, so, again, you have Dante, who's just the straight man in the equation. And then you have like Randall, who just, as you know, He'll read off an entire list of like porno movies to order from like a distributor warehouse in front of a mother and her like four year old daughter. Because so, he's annoyed yeah, by them. Yes, because
1: he, 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 they, he them asking for a movie, mm-hmm. he's annoyed, so he's gonna put that movie they asked for at the end of that calling list to make them not want to ever come back. I don't, I don't appreciate your so ruse, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> My ruse?
0: So, yeah, he's kind of like what everybody wishes they could do in retail. You know, I don't you know, I guess some people Mm -hmm. do have that aspiration at times. And I think that's why people related to it so much. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I work at a convenience store at the mall. And like people are like this. They're always coming in asking stupid questions and blah, 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 blah. So that was one of the reasons that like people really like especially like sort of the disaffected Gen X kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very like. I don't want to say MTV generation, but it was right around that time, like mm-hmm. when the show was kind of at its peak, right? Yeah. That kind of um, I don't want to say anti-establishment because when you look back on it, it's not very. I mean, but it's it's very representative of the time, and mm-hmm. it's a time that I think a lot of people are fond of. But uh, yeah, I I like I like how it represents the time without being um, it's not an overpowering. It doesn't movie. hit you over the it's, head. It kind of just own. is.
0: Yeah, especially because oh. everyone like all, so many people that are involved in the movie are just like his friends or friends of friends, they just needed to fill roles. So Mm. you can tell like, yeah, they're just, they memorize this shit and they're just saying it. Like, I think one of my favorite lines is like when they're getting ready for the hockey play, the hockey game. And, uh, he's Dante is getting all territorial, not, doesn't want his friends to like steal. Uh, like or take free Gatorades from the fridge right. case or whatever, and one of the guys he's clearly just—he was just one of the one of Kevin's boys. He's like, "What do you, care you shoe What do you carry? Shoe polish smelling motherfucker!" <laughs> like, but it's just also like, yeah, it's like, who the fuck talks like that
1: from New Jersey? <laughs> you know? Like, but yeah, it's um, yeah, they had the they have the shoe polish joke running on mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Yeah, like like when the like when the lady picks up the dead guy in in the in the shop. With the cop. Are we going spoil? Uh,
0: are we are we cool spoiling these movies? Like I think it's okay, fair game.
1: Like, I would hope people have seen. Like if if you're gonna click on if, this, if i you're would gonna, hope yeah, that you've yeah, seen these movies so to fuck like it. Yeah, see so we if you're will, gonna agree with us or not. Um, yeah, well, we could put a spoiler warning. Yeah, the, for sure, for sure. So yeah, that is a pretty that's a pretty big spoiler. That's a big, <laughs> pretty big plot point to the movie. Yes, it's kind it of just a like twist. the the police lady that's interviewing them. Just cracked me up with the shit that she was saying. It's so uh-huh. normal that this shit's happening. We once picked up we
0: once picked up a guy who broke his own neck trying to go down on himself or trying to suck his own exactly, neck. <laughs> yeah.
1: Turns out it was Randall's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> do do we want to bring up like the characters they mention? Cuz I I caught some characters like uh they mentioned Alyssa Jones early. Oh yeah, they do. Cuz yeah. the the girl is her sister and uh-huh. Rick Darius I think Jones, is like yeah. one of the I think he's one of the fingercuffs guys. Yes, yeah. Chasing Amy, so yes. it's so like cool that these are such small parts you never see again, but you Mm -hmm. do see them at least once. Yeah. But it's just connective tissue for sure. Yeah. Right. And, uh, to me, like Mm -hmm. it's so overwhelming to think about those like plot points. Um, but like, it's so, it seems, it seems like it's so relieving when you execute it and then you can actually remember everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just doing that. So, so effortlessly, I think is a good Kevin Smith. For sure. Um, signature at least and
0: speak and speaking of the people who uh whatever carry from one film to the next of course this movie also introduces if you don't i mean without i mean hell dude they got they have handprints in front of the chinese theater now so they are about (laughs) it that's about as iconic as it gets right up there with like robert de niro jack nicholson vin diesel like this movie yeah. introduces Jay and Silent Bob to the world, dude. And yeah. <laughs> so one of whom is obviously played by Kevin himself, and you know his boy, his his homie Jay, and they are kind of like the stoner. Art, I would say. People make all these uh, comparisons, but they're kind of like the stoner equivalent of uh, C of three PO and R two D two. I would say. I think, yeah. yeah, that's
1: a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah. that's a good analysis. I mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. Okay. I could agree with that. Yeah, uh, they're really funny in this one, but to me, they didn't uh, stick with me as much because I didn't see Clerks first out of the whole, sure, you know, yeah. series. Neither did I. So it was there was a little over, it was a little underwhelming when I saw them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But that's just because I'd never I, I'd seen already like more polished performances mm-hmm. of their character. Yeah, they're already well developed by the first yeah. time I saw them. It's um,
0: odd that they actually wind up being. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that they're in every movie, they they're by default the best developed characters out of the whole. They thing. are, yeah. Like and, yeah, um, they really <laughs> get refined in this weird way. So yes. yeah, so they Jay and Sal and Bob are two they're weed dealers who hang out in front of the convenience store where Dante and Randall work, and they're just either messing with dante and randall while they're working or they're just selling in front of the stores silent bob is always never talks he only speaks once in every uh once in every movie um and usually mm-hmm. kind of like says something that really like hits home for the main character and kind of gets their shit together in a certain sense for the something most part. Something very profound something yeah. very profound and then jay is just kind of Again, yeah, like if C three Po just cursed a lot and just said really nasty things about women, he's just someone that's he's like a very, so he's a very refined taste,
1: such a like a harmless dude. Yeah, so but so aggressive, but like so like <laughs> yes. loving at the same time. Yes, it's so honest. So you know, it's, you have to love Jan Sall and Bob. Yeah, know?
0: they're like yeah. Once you like, and it sounds horrible the way we're describing him, but it, once you just go and watch for yourself, you would you'll see like oh, he really just doesn't know better. Like he's
1: right. yeah Yeah. it's like it's like a michael scott before michael scott kind of yeah yeah for sure um same same style maybe Mm -hmm. not like you know presentation is totally different but Mm -hmm. they're like their their filter is non-existent
0: yes it's very child there's a childlike innocence to it (laughs) (laughs) with a very r-rated like south park kind of sensibility Mm -hmm. at least once we get to a certain point but yeah there's like there's kind of there's more of like He starts out with a little bit more of like a menace to him which depends on the movie though too that's the thing like these movies all have their own tones as well his he has
1: like the perfect voice for like Mm -hmm. for that guy Mm -hmm. i I can't i maybe it's just because you you would just never expect it but like there could be no one better to play jay than jason muse yeah Um, just like the presentation of that his voice his face yeah like his stupid dances and everything (laughs) like it's amazing i would like to know how much of it was actually him apparently a lot that's the thing
0: like he would just take all of these mannerisms and stuff and things that he (laughs) said and then when it came time to make in the movie he was really shy and he's like i don't know if i can say this he's like why would i say snoochie boochies and then kevin's Mm -hmm. like i don't know why do you say snooze or snoochie boochies (laughs) like this is you
1: (laughs) yeah but and then, yeah, I mean, yeah. that stuff. There's, there's like hats that say like. Uh, I still, want, I still want that. Bo- you know? I
0: still want that beanie that says Snoogans across the top of it. I
1: have a friend that had one of them. Mm. She had one of those hats, and I was pretty jealous when I we saw. You probably
0: it. get it pretty easily. I just never, I've never gotten around yeah. to ordering one. But.
1: I mean, the movie shirts are like fifty bucks, man. You those are big? expensive. Yeah. I, I don't think they mass yeah. produce them. They came like, I remember some came as with the Clerks two set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll get there because I, yeah. I think I was gonna put that in my Absolutely. review of that. Absolutely, um, but as far as the first one, there's not too many like standout scenes for me. But all of it together works really well. It flows mm-hmm. nicely. I like the titling of the different segments. Yeah, of the movie. oh yeah, yeah, um, for sure.
0: That was a classy touch.
1: I guess I I wanted to talk about the alternate ending. Have you ever seen oh, the alternate ending? Oh yeah, of course ending? I've seen the alternate ending. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Yeah. So and, f-
0: uh, for the yeah, so basically as we mentioned, <laughs> so Dante, the whole th- like thrust of the movie is he's called into work. When he wasn't supposed to because like everybody else called out sick or whatever so a running thing is every time something bad happens he goes i'm not even supposed to be here today um or right. to, with varying degrees of like um indignation and frustration um the theatrical ending that goes he has it out with his bet he has it out with his best friend mm-hmm. um you know he gets dumped by his girlfriend but you know he's kind of that's that's his own damn fault cuz he was trying to like start things up again with Caitlin his high school ex
1: yeah don't play yeah. like that people yeah don't, don't just make up your mind yeah uh, it'll do you so much more better <coughs> much better in yeah. the Yeah. so anyway
0: yeah so anyway he makes up with Randall and you know he gives him this little emergency <coughs> we're open sign he throws it at him says we're closed and then it kicks into a sick jam by Soul Asylum Um, but (laughs) that's a good song though. Um, song is, I can't even tell, but, um, so yeah, but then the original ending, it goes beyond that. And he is just, uh, he's whatever, working out, like, uh, cashing out the register and all that. And then some dude comes in he's like, Oh, sorry, we're closed. And then he just pulls a gun and just shoots him and then he makes off with the money and then i think the last thing you see is like it's one of those eyes open deaths he's just like mm-hmm. sl- like you know slumped over behind the
1: counter uh, right yeah. and uh, yeah that always uh hit me a certain way when that's i cr- first that's saw that, b- that. It's because he ending. wasn't um, supposed to be there today that's why. right <laughs> so uh yeah man it that that touched me so mm-hmm. you know it um I I was I, I didn't even think about that till I watched it last night. I was uh, I didn't watch the alternate ending, but I was mm-hmm. as I, as I was watching the ending of it, I was like, oh man, I forgot there was an alternate one. We wouldn't get clerks too if that was the actual if that was the actual ending. Yes, but it it shows like a good it shows like the space where I guess Kevin Smith was at. And, yeah, and, and it was really movie. he was um, actually
0: in a really emo headspace for like the early part of his life before
1: he started smoking weed. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah it's yeah. It, you could be interpreted as like this is my only shot yeah oh that's either true. this way or the that's, other way that's um, fucking true yeah that's always kind of what i got from that when mm-hmm. i when i think about that ending mm-hmm. so yeah for sure uh,
0: go for broke and they eventually you know like you know we know we you and i know this story like it wound up getting picked up by miramax at sundance and it became like this whole sleeper hit and stuff like that so
1: yeah they start making movies just like piano yeah. over the crying game <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there we go. Uh, do you have a uh, do? Do we have an Ed sauce nominee for this movie? Oh it's boy. hard to say because I feel like it's similar to Big Daddy. Like everybody is just kind of swinging for the fences in the be- their best version yeah, of it and everyone's, everyone's in their very New Jersey and New Jersey and you know scrappy manner.
1: I would say um, maybe Veronica, the, the okay. girlfriend. Yeah, she's pretty not not for a funny reason, but she does you know kind of keep it all in check like yeah. as soon as you start to feel sorry for Dante she says something and it's like no fuck all that you gotta get up off your ass man but I like but I do like that before I say more, um when Dante <clears throat> says to Randall at the end where he has the monologue or he's mm-hmm. like you know my mom told me one time I was waiting I needed to use the bathroom and uh instead of lifting up the toilet seat I, I shit, shit my pants. pants and just like the I'd I'd rather uh what was what was the line that he said he well he um, can't
0: shit or get off the pot like
1: yeah he can't um he's not willing to take the steps to shit comfortably or something yeah, i forget yeah, what yeah. the exact line he can't is sacri- yeah well basically so that, that, always, like he was too comfortable that was big with that mm-hmm. so yeah i'd say big, so, uh, veronica would be the the secret sauce for me for sure. at least for sure. it just yeah. brought out like the moments that she was there brought out the best in the the characters I mean, she true. wasn't even a main part. She was that um, she
0: was sort of yeah, sort of like the most grounding presence.
1: <laughs> hey, try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> hey, like, the whole here. scene is the <laughs> scene is funny. So uh yeah, for me it's Veronica okay. or um yeah, I can't think of anything else that would that would put it in.
0: I mean, I think I mean it's also safe to say, like, you know, Randall, he's kind of like it's like mm-hmm. he's kind of like a Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds. Like it's just but yeah, if Ryan yeah, Reynolds right. was just but if Ryan Reynolds was just really mean, like mm. there was no like without the charm but there is a charm but it's very kind of like sarcastic menacing right wanna, and, like uh, <laughs> wannabe menacing kind of quality to it
1: it's a very it's very condescending yes. menace. yes Not there like we go he's mean but he's yeah. It's yeah. very condescending and yeah. i think that's like what like if he was a wrestler he'd be a great heel mm-hmm. you know oh he's totally um, the heel
0: of the movie yeah. for sure absolutely
1: <laughs> but you gotta you want to love him you know yeah. he's like he's one of he's like a he's one of those kinds of heels where you'd uh mm-hmm. you want to boo you boo him but you want to love him that's true that's a good
0: that's a good good way to put it okay so moving on to the next installment which uh, actually takes place at David Four clerks but you don't really learn that until later um so it's 1995's mall rats uh the premise is both dumped by their girlfriends two best friends seek refuge in the local mall
1: <laughs> which Pretty much, that's really uh, it. I mean, yeah, I watched you, it the other day. What do you day. do when you when like every time you've gotten dumped, like you meet, you meet up with your friends and go do whatever you like doing? And these guys just love the fucking mall. Like Brody, well, the, loves well, the one guy nah. does. Yes, yeah, yeah. Brody loves the mall. I don't know yeah. about TS. This movie,
0: yeah, this movie introduced the world to Jason Lee, who you might know from My Name Is Earl. He was the voice of the bad guy in The Incredibles, or he was he was in those Alvin and the
1: Chipmunks movies as mm. Dave. Yeah, he was. So uh and i think josh told me he was a pro skater before yeah he was yeah okay. yeah 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 i had no idea i mean it makes sense but i'd, yeah. I'd never know
0: so this uh, one is very i mean it's similar to clerks only they had a bigger location it's two guys who are kind of both kind of well one guy who is very like my love life and then the other guy who also got dumped by his girlfriend but he's kind of pretending like he's above it all um and yeah, he knows it's all gonna work yeah, out in the end yeah uh, somehow he's kind he of like he kind of is uh, it's kind of there's like a bill murray kind of quality to to brody i would say yeah you're like, right yeah and
1: that's so funny that you said that i was thinking of of that um like how do you remind me of somebody but you're right bill murray like right ghostbusters
0: groundhog day bill murray mm-hmm. Just, like not not quite as clever but a lot definitely there's an anger there's like a seething like i still live at home with my parents anger like i feel like we know a lot of we've probably know a lot of brodies in our lives you know like Sure. Guys guys who think that they have all the answers but they still live with their parents. Like they I'm not I'm not like gonna there's nothing wrong with living with your parents, but yeah, there's like people who think they got all the answers but they're kinda still sort of stuck.
1: Well yeah, like, you're playing video games in bed and you gotta yeah. sneak your girlfriend in at night, yes. things like that. So it's all to the point where he's arguing with T S about the cookie stand not being a part of the food court. Mm-hmm. you know like he's that kind of guy where it's like he he knows he's a fucking know-it-all and yeah he has to, he's kind of
0: explaining to everybody man right. or woman throughout the movie <laughs> he has a um, lot of he has a lot of chips on his shoulders
1: yeah but you're yeah. right it is just like clerks when i was watching it i was like oh this mm-hmm. is clerks with a better like with a little lighter tone slightly better actors too <laughs> yeah slightly yeah yeah you're right yeah. um yeah this one this movie like is such a sleeper to me cuz yeah, I never think sure. about like, it as would like flopped when... like
0: hell right like nobody mm-hmm. gave a fuck when it came out and it wasn't until like oh, VH- so VHS yeah. or VHS or DVD that it people really started to pick it up
1: yeah mm. mm-hmm. i mean that that happens i want to i wonder what came out around the same time as comedy wise to make it not like 95 you know. so i think we were that's the thing i think we were
0: still really into like these high concept comedies like jim carrey was blowing up around this time yeah, yeah. adam
1: sandler <laughs> yeah i think tommy boyd yeah came tommy out Boy, time, so, so it's like, a lot yeah, of
0: yeah a lot which of I, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so, not as, which it, I think they actually tried to do more of in this one, because there was there was actually more, arguably more like slapstick kind of elements. Oh, for sure. Like,
1: Everything with Silent Bob yeah. doing his, like the, the the stunts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I think it starts off on a very dark. It still has a very dark premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the girl, like Johnny. Ju- uh,
0: Julie was it? Yeah. Julie, yeah. Julie Dwyer. She who died mid backstroke doing laps at the YMCA swimming pool because she was <laughs> trying think... to tone up for a dating game. Taping or whatever it was and
1: did like ts call her fat or something yeah, well he Is said that, that
0: what... the camera adds ten pounds yeah or whatever
1: like. yeah this movie makes me laugh the the jokes are great uh ben affleck it's, yeah OG, isn't it one of OG um, ben
0: affleck's <clears throat> before he got his teeth replaced even which i never oh, realized God. that like he has like kind of messed up teeth up until like armageddon he had like all these like chiclets put into his mouth
1: okay yeah he had that done he had the veneers the the stink palm always made me laugh like the chocolate pre- the oh chocolate yeah that pencil. was disgusting as
0: hell it was the man. worst but it was so, the, it was so funny um oh, yeah we got it we got michael rooker before guardians of the galaxy if you're trying <laughs> to see what yondu was up to 25 years right. ago we got uh for you boy meets world fans we got frankie the enforcer yeah. ethan Supreme himself go. uh yeah just trying to find one of those magic eye pictures images i could never do that were you able to do that those books, no, yeah, uh, those even were now, really like big in my elementary school, some but yeah, I can never this do year,
1: it. Uh, some kids in the class I was with were looking at that, like for their free read, and I was like, "Hey, can I see that?" And I was like, "I could do this." I still couldn't <laughs> see it. I was like, "What the? What am I supposed You're to like, like, do?" Don't It's not a schooner, and... you dumb bastard. It's a <laughs> sailboat. <laughs> Tell them, Steve, Dave, my whole like interpretation of this movie is pretty much like they're all just fucking losers as far as like like their lives and what they're doing they're just all you know lame um hanging out in the mall not doing much like Mm -hmm. that was that was all their answers the next day to deal with their problem was to go do some retail therapy but yeah i think they're all losers and um yeah, they I do. think. But but you, sure. you still feel like relations to each character. You like you feel, feel for feel,
0: them. Yeah. Like there is. I mean, I definitely I think I like Brody a little bit more than like TS, even though he's supposed to be like yeah, the grounded one. But he's just kind of, you know, I think he could have taken it a little easier on Brandy too. like, I mean, her dad wasn't that great. But yeah, he was just as bad. She's
1: like, he didn't have to make the whole scene. Like, no. just let her do the show. Fuck. Yeah. He's he's very uh he's very cliche 90s when I look back at him. Well, he's got know. the butt cut. He's got like the the Sean Hunter hair. The, there you go. The or the Carter. Eric or the Eric Matthews hair. Yeah. Before a season. Yeah. Before college. Yeah. The um, Hen-
0: the Henley shirt and the big flannel. Yeah. That whole bit.
1: So, do you have any secrets, Ed sauce uh, uh, people? Cause I got. To me, it might be um, either Jay and Silent Bob again yeah. or Shannon mm-hmm. Shannon Doherty. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll agree with you
0: there. So, yeah, Jay and – first off, Jay and Bob are a lot more cartoony in this one, but yeah. just still, like, that's kind of my favorite version of Jay and Silent Bob, like, just hatching schemes mm-hmm. and, like, I like how <laughs> – yeah i think anytime somebody like take takes Jay by surprise from behind in the movie or like taps him on the shoulder he like does this thing he turns around and he like cocks his he cocks his fist back <laughs> like he's like ready to go at yeah. a moment's notice like i think that's super funny
1: his, his narration of the yeah. blueprints always get me like, i do it but i pulled my back out humping your mom last night nooch <laughs> i'm ready
0: to go smoke a bowl <laughs>
1: The Stanley Chase. It's the original Stanley.
0: This is the original Stanley cameo. Think about mm, it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah I can't b- think b- of any before the Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. Um And he looks. That dude looks great with a beard. He looks like. He just looks really <laughs> distinguished. You know, just even cooler somehow. Yeah,
1: he. His, he looked like Stanley too. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you're gonna say Let's about Shannon Shannon Doherty? He said. Oh yeah, I think she's. I think she's great in the movie. She's so like. She's arguably the most experienced actor in the whole movie
0: because oh, she was already sure. doing nine hundred two for a few years. Maybe she had already yeah. like been re-
1: like kicked off of the show or whatever happened, but she just brought a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like her character, you don't. I don't, it's hard to feel sorry for any characters, but like you kind of feel sorry for her. She's like, you know, kind of making a bad choice with both of the dudes. She's but, the, both yes, the guys she's choosing, Ben Affleck true. or Brody. You, yeah. Mr. Testosterone over there. But I, I did want to say like Kevin Smith does seem to have like really strong female performances yeah, in these movies. Um, yeah, So I I like that he chose her and she did a good job. Yeah, I mean, Um, yeah, he
0: definitely, yeah, I listen to his podcasts constantly and he always talks about how growing up, like a lot of the really like prominent figures in his life were the women. Like he's got, he's really close with his mom and a lot of his girlfriends growing up, like informed like the female characters in the movies and he was friends mm. with their moms and shit. And one thing I do like that we do see kind of time again, at least time and again, at least in these first few movies and even up through like Clerks 2 is that generally it's like the men are all idiots for the most part right, yeah. and it's always that's, like that's the, that's the, the point yeah um, the, and the women and the the women in their all the lives movies. are always yeah like are always kind of setting them straight for the most part well, yeah. it,
1: it like i've always said this like working like West working with kids and you observe mm. i'm i always like make the distinction that like the girls are way cooler because they have like the goals man they talk about the stuff they want to do they have mm-hmm. they want to make these little projects and like all yeah. the boys they just want to play some fucking sports so yeah. like just some like really active shit right now but like some like the girls that we've worked with they want to do like projects and yeah. fundraisers that's and things true. like that and, that's true and become successful and, and they always be, had you know, like, like, like they always like they
0: always knew exact they always had something to say too about the boys <clears> behavior <throat> and they were always right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and uh it's, it's it's always it's always true so um mm-hmm. that translates that translated very well on screen and it hits home so it, i like that he does that It's it's kind of like a unrecognized real aspect i think of his movies yeah for sure because it's like
0: Which you don't really think about it but it's there yeah
1: because mm-hmm. like you said we know a lot of brodies or we've met mm-hmm. some and yeah um to this day i know people that just like sit around and if they had to take a Sega genesis they'd be playing that but they're mm-hmm. on you know their xbox or whatever mm-hmm. they have and um it's not doing too much you, you root for them but you also understand why like People are fed up with them. Yeah. The totally. sound.
0: Um, I would also say that the uh, whatever in Ed Sauce for me is just the soundtrack to this movie. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the yeah, opening yeah. song. That whole song, Social by Squirt Gun. Or even
1: when um, they introduced Jan, and Bob, the song that plays while oh, like uh, da- he's doing his own oh, like, No, like, it
0: sounds like Frankenstein by Edgar Winter, Like, dun it dun
1: I had the song on my old uh, computer. That exact <laughs> song from that? Yeah, because I just looked just it a up. cue. That a, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think there's a whole song on it.
0: Yeah, and there's that sick, okay. like, punk rock cover of Build Me Up Buttercup when they're having sex mm. in the elevator. <laughs> um, but also, it, um, I mean i've uh, this closes with weezer suzanne's suzanne by weezer which is like one of my mm-hmm. favorite songs ever so trisha jones the oh, one yeah. that's the uh 15 year old sex researcher
1: yeah that's that cop that was kind of weird i was yeah. like how you? That's, how do you get to that do would that not legally? play today how do you do that sure. legally yeah sure. have you ever like so the actress um fuck i forgot her name Renee,
0: Renee Humphrey, I think. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I saw her recently in a different movie from the same time right oh, really? before called, uh, it's called fun. Uh-huh. It's about, it's another indie movie where it's oh, her and this. some,
0: isn't it by the guy who did like spring breakers or something like that? Yeah, did... yeah. He's yeah.
1: a pretty like, I guess notable notarized director but no that movie is crazy and i when i saw this when i saw her in this i was like oh that's where she's from okay uh-huh. But yeah that movie it's called fun it came out in 94 oh uh, yeah just before she's a really uh, she's a she's a really fun actress like uh-huh. i like how she i like her performances like this mm-hmm. one and that movie aren't too they're not too different as far as her, you know, her delivery it. and mm-hmm. yeah but Two totally different characters, yeah. but very... Um, I just think she's a really cool mm-hmm. uh, addition to the movie. I don't know whatever happened to her. I don't think she ever made it, like, super big, but yeah. Kevin Smith had a pretty good eye for, like, I guess her ability because I really like the character she plays. Oh, no, I mean, he's to, always
0: casted. Um, I think as far as, like, yeah. women... Yeah, he's always casted, They've casted, like, the, the women actors and stuff. Like, you know, we got... Mm-hmm.
1: And he... She's a very psych- mm-hmm. psychological actress, I th- like from what it looks like, because like her content in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, with the sex research, mm-hmm. and then in the other one, she's a psych patient, but a oh, teenage psych patient. So okay. it's like um, gotta, she has that demeanor else. of. That um, was, was a really cool actress to snap, and I'm glad I caught. Yeah. Like I'm glad I saw something else to recognize. Like mm-hmm. oh, that actress is in this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's not very mainstream. I sure. like to pride myself sure. on that shit. Nice. So. About those uh-huh. deep cuts.
0: So yeah, another thing with Kev, uh, that Kevin Smith does a lot is very similar to Quentin Tarantino. He uses he like will reuse actors throughout his movies and put them in different roles. Mm. Um, so I think we're good on Mallrats. If you're ready to move on to the next one,
1: uh, jo- Joey Adams wasn't. Yeah, jo- right? yeah. So we had mm-hmm. Joey, Joey <laughs> okay.
0: Adams, Joey Lauren Adams, uh, who was actually in Big Daddy. So this is all still. Yes. <laughs> she was Layla and she's in still, and she's Big still Daddy. smiling. She's yes, she's still smiling um, and talking like yes. she's unsure.
1: I do want to say you just took this to a different level when you said that the ed sauce was the music. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now we've uh, kind of upped the game with that, and I have to now I have to do a little more um, paying attention to seeing what, what qualifies as like the secret sauce of a movie. Now. Fair enough, but oh, that's man. a good, that's a really good. I'm glad you did. It really that.
0: sells it, yeah. Just that mid '90s. It's so I'm, like mid '90s alt rock and stuff like that. But yeah, all around, it's very fun. If that's if you haven't seen any of these movies, that's a good one to start with. It's yeah. a very like just breezy, like dumb comedy. Pretty accessible, mm-hmm. pretty easy to follow. They don't talk as much. The the mon- there's not as many monologues as clerks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or so even like chasing sure. Amy. Yeah, oh know? God. Yeah, we're about to get into that. <laughs> so I am very <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. So the next, uh, the next thing in his career. So Mallrats flopped pretty hard, and he felt he had nothing left to lose. So Damn. he wrote Chasing Amy uh, it, which came out in 1997, wrote and directed. Um, so this is about two comic, co- up and coming comic book artists slash best friends named Holden and Banky. Holden played by Ben Affleck and Banky played by Jason Lee, which is, he's basically just an even more angry Brody and way more misogynistic right. and homophobic. Yeah. And more success- <laughs> um,
1: he's, just a, he's just a successful, uh, Brody.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. If Brody but was like successful, in would yes. Yeah. Um, Everything's going good for them until they meet Alyssa, who is also a comic book artist, played by Joey Lauren Adams. Holden falls for her, but his hopes are crushed when he finds out she's a lesbian.
1: Huge swerve. Yes. But not too huge. So they they meet at the... um comic convention that hooper sticks up that their friend um hooper yes hooper hooper x
0: oh lord (laughs) oh my god i almost forgot entirely about hooper x so hooper (laughs) i think he's already i think we're just going to skip ahead real quick he's 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 he's, he's, he's the ed sauce of this movie for sure so hooper x is every scene he's in he's he
1: takes over and he's the funniest part of that that whole movie to me so hooper Uh,
0: x is a uh he's a fellow comic book artist he is a he's a black man who Writes this comic and is presents himself as very militant, very Malcolm X, um, but that's really just so he can sell his comics. But really, he's a very effeminate, flamboyant gay man. Well, the, um, comic, the comic, the uh,
1: comic, the comic. I think is called uh, White Hate and Coons. <laughs> yeah. I think this one is <laughs> yes. It's a uh, he's very anti, almost anti America, anti white, everything.
0: Yeah, very like very um, public enemy.
1: So he, but he's also gay at but the same time.
0: But it's just a, it's you know so he can. You know, he's like you see what I gotta resort to for professional respect.
1: <laughs> right. So like he's friends with these guys and like they're yeah. just they're just like a group of uh like artists that kinda they're it's very it's almost very Bohemian too at the same yeah, time. For sure. Like the it's way they, very the side thing. It's mm-hmm. just feels like this very
0: you know, their apartment just has like these drafting tables and stuff like right. that. It yeah. reminds
1: me of watching rent almost like, yeah, just like it's living, that. living day to day, but they're everybody's, like, everybody's good smoking setup. in this yeah. movie. There's a lot of smoking yeah, in this movie. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> It makes, like, those conversational movies, like, I think, a little more realistic. It when, them, you know, people like to have, they true, like to the share cigarette. their cigarettes. Yeah, you know. yeah. Or even just, like, thinking while you're blowing smoke out or the, mm-hmm. uh, the drag and you inhale mm-hmm. and you're, like, smiling mm-hmm. at the same time because you made a good point to each mm-hmm. other. Like, there's those little nuances, I guess, like, yeah. smoking that... I think you could capture um,
0: This one I would say this one feels the most like India or whatever like it's oh, it's, it's more of a drama quirks. honestly like yeah. it's more of like a drum a drama with like comedic elements but It's a rom-com. Yeah, but it definitely skews like in more the, yeah.
1: yeah, in the in the most un Possible. sense yes,
0: yeah. absolutely. And I think we kind of have to spoil the plot a bit just because it's informed so much of the conversation. So, yeah, what's his face? So, Holden meets Alyssa, falls in love with her, see, or like is smitten, but then finds out that she's gay, and they wind up staying friends. And there's just kind of a we're hanging out, and it's all good montage. And then he pours his heart out, and they have this really intense scene in the rain where it sounds like i feel bad for joey lauren adams because i thought she was gonna lose her damn voice in this movie (laughs) she's like yelling she's just
1: fuck you holden my life is gonna change your life doesn't change yeah which it sounds uh, i'm not
0: making fun of her like that's actually how she talks like she has a but you know she's very reminiscent of
1: like jennifer tilly yeah, she sounds like, like Jennifer not Chilli. As a, not as distinct. I saw know, liar, liar Liar
0: and I thought that was her. I thought she was in Liar Liar. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I I almost made that same mistake when I saw mm-hmm. Big Daddy. I thought that was the girl mm-hmm. from uh, Bride of Chucky, but it, <laughs> but it mm-hmm. wasn't. So uh, yeah, they fall in love and um, he pretty and like it doesn't she denies him at first but the very same scene they they hook up and yeah then, and then they get uh, together and and it just goes downhill from there it, well it should, it's it it good end.
0: for a while but then yeah you see that you know banky there's this mounting jealousy you know this dude this girl's coming in and kind of taking my best friend away from me which is right. something and we can all kind of relate to i think and it's, not or very, or
1: and it's but, also not as clear as if to me if banky was it seemed like he went looking for you know dirt for, for dirt yeah no person. absolutely and, yeah, I don't know if like I would have put in that work, even though. So basically what happens is um, it, he gets so much dirt that it, that there's these rumors that come out that she like fucked a lot of guys back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be true because he does a dumbass thing and, you know, confronts her at a hockey game. Mm-hmm. That was like the worst. That makes me so uncomfortable. That, was like, that whole, so that whole scene i sweat i think it fucking fucking hurts because i
0: think i was like i've done a version of that before
1: (laughs) (laughs) we've all done like yeah we've all been in situations where we couldn't wait yeah and it's better off if you just don't know but we just couldn't wait to ask the question because Mm -hmm. and it's like all right well i guess it better be now in front of all these fucking people or Mm -hmm. you know that was like the most uncomfortable scene i think in in a kevin smith's filmography for yeah for, me. for sure it, for sure but it was a very good scene oh no, yeah I, just, I was
0: gonna say like this movie is actually really well well acted for what it's worth mm-hmm. like
1: it made me a ben affleck fan It made me like appreciate ben Affleck. yeah i mean I if you're like, if okay. you're
0: if you think ben affleck is just like fucking batman v superman and daredevil and pearl harbor mm-hmm. and armageddon like yes he is those things but he's actually like his dramatic chops are actually pretty solid when he chooses to use them
1: right mm-hmm. and like this was Maybe not him taking himself too seriously, and and it looked like he was enjoying playing the part. I could yeah. be totally wrong. He might have hated it, but it looked like he enjoyed the, you know. Well, this was this also movie. this was
0: also pre Goodwill Hunting, so he was still okay. he was still hungry, <laughs> you know. Like he had he had something to, <laughs> something well, you to know, prove. Something to prove
1: because your friend says you you own one. This girl <laughs> loves me,
0: and he just yeah he just he uh, has a lot of shtick. <laughs> it's your birthday. His birth, he just has a lot of shtick you can yeah. tell like that's yeah. not the standard yeah so girls yeah girls this is not the standard yeah he yeah was... and you know this this brought up a lot of convert and you know us two hetero cis males like maybe we shouldn't be the ones talking about this but this i feel like this movie brings up a lot of things that weren't really talked about then about like the fluidity of sexuality and things like that. Right. Yeah. It,
1: it was very labeled there where they had it was like, Oh, so you're gay and she, mm-hmm. like it's kinda like she's kinda telling you throughout like the whole thing, but you know, she's being confined to saying that she's strictly like a lesbian, even her lesbian friends kind of give her. Oh a yeah. That's true. Side eye, like that's when true. She yeah. says like, Hey, I'm dating this guy named Holden. And they're and like, they're like another one oh, bites the dust or whatever. Yeah. Like that's kind so of it, mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he, you know, he makes fun of himself later on in, with, in the, in the gen Style and Bob reboot where mm-hmm. she's like, maybe it shouldn't be told from a, 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 a straight white cis male's perspective. <laughs> and like, that's good because, you know, we, we might think that, Oh, you're going to be banished from like, no, these are just all people, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the stuff that Holden did, you shouldn't do in any, in, in any yeah. fucking relationship. So, so basically, yeah. So like, basically
0: yeah. like, I think the main theme of this movie is like jealousy, obviously. And like yeah. what, what that mm-hmm. like jealousy and insecurity
1: insecurity, and what that yeah.
0: kind of, what that can do to your relationships if you're not like just secure enough with yourself, you know? So he right. feels like he's not a, he holds his girlfriend's past against her just because she chose not to share it with him like up front. But it was also mm-hmm. those that was her truth to disclose when she was ready to do so. Right. And he
1: also thought he wouldn't be able to compare it to like yeah. the experience she had because he's been so cookie cutter his because, whole life and she's yeah. you know, a little more experimental, she's had obviously. Sex with she's girls been,
0: and boys, oh my god. Like And yeah. she
1: was they called her fingercuffs. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she had that nickname and she owned it. So it's like with also happened to have Rick Darris involved. Um mm-hmm from clerks the first one uh-huh. so it's very um yeah it's i think he he brings it back together because he she leaves him uh i think i don't know if i don't remember if banky's mad at him or not you know he, he, he calls them together to have and he wants to have a, he wants to have a
0: three-way so he yeah he tries to, he thinks if i have a three-way with my jealous best friend who might be in love with me and my girlfriend who things are right. rocky with it'll smooth everything over and we'll all be good <laughs>
1: yeah and it's it's, it's, you just fucked up even worse than you like you can't go back to and it's they show it like it doesn't mm -hmm. end it doesn't end good they don't they're not friends none of them are friends anymore and Mm -hmm. uh it does show like if you keep doing like that shit you're gonna lose it all this is very powerful yeah like such a for like such a like a under the radar kind of movie but also yeah i think it accomplished a lot with the messages like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of different messages in that movie like they like they don't take place it doesn't take place in california it doesn't take place in san francisco where it's all good Mm -hmm. you know like they have all these they're very rigid yeah. Like, so yeah, I I love this flick. It's probably like if we're gonna rank it, I'd probably put it number one. It holds real
0: yeah, I really don't give it enough credit, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it's just yeah, because of how in numerous parts it's a very painful movie to watch. But but there's so many yeah. scenes I love like yeah, when they true. first
1: meet and they're like doing and they're playing darts, uh-huh. like there's just some like really cool moments where you 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 it brings you back to like times where you're doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. like where you talk to people or you talk to girls or guys, whatever you're into. And then you get these moments where you like make a connection. You yeah, share a and moment. then we, all of us we honestly, shared a moment. We shared we a moment. have a moment. We shared a moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> too. Yeah, and there's so many times where we get we get our heads up <laughs> our, our own asses when we think mm-hmm. we're we've we think we're in with somebody <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's yeah. very relatable in that regard.
1: They play skee ball in mm-hmm. New Jersey, and I think that's like to me that was very cool to bring that back in dogma and to have ski oh, ball to have true. Deep, it's just like little things like that that connect, the, like connect the the stories together. Oh, so um, this is a skill. <laughs> right, where's that skill you were talking about? Yeah, <laughs> uh, this movie also
0: has a pretty good soundtrack. I it it's, doesn't stick out as much for me, like. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just it's like I think there's a montage or two, but well, I, don't I just know, remember that playing, weird but,
0: song when it's like you know when they're just friends, the platonic friend montage. It's like, never will forget <laughs> yeah. this. I
1: never will, never will, never will forget. <laughs> Uh, that's the hang-ups. I think that's the mm-hmm. band's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, I, I can't say too much without like, dissecting the scenes. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the scenes with Hooper, are this hilarious, yeah. where he's the bartender and, you know, Banky's like, there's a lot of chicks in this place. You're Seems such a like man. like chicks. You're such a man. <laughs> yeah, things like that, you know. Um, no, I think my favorite
0: is when they're at the record store and, like, this little kid recognizes him and asks for his autograph. Oh, yeah, and He's this little black kid. And he's like, as little brother. And he's shopping with Ben Affleck and he signs the comic and he goes, see that man right there? He's the devil.
1: Yeah. Never take your eye off the man. <laughs> and Ben Affleck has a very devilish look. He has like that's true, the, he's uh, got like
0: the, the goatee and the pompadour. He's
1: got the Sean Penn and um yeah. dead man walking kind mm-hmm. of look. <laughs> so he looks very devilish there. Um, Silent Bob's monologue. Oh yeah, for sure. I end. mean that's that that was huge. Uh, that was so to several, speak. Feels like Amy, it's several pages so to long. Speak. Yeah, um, when, when my friend and I were doing the competitions at Ohlone for, like, the acting, mm-hmm. we looked at Chasing Amy and Dogma for scenes to do, and and we noticed that Chasing Amy scenes were, like, if it was a duo, they were either too short, or it was, it was usually between Alyssa and um, yeah. Holden, so yeah, yeah. we went to the Dogma, Dogma, but yeah. there's definitely monologues from Chasing Amy that would be, like, you know pretty pr- pretty good to do mm-hmm. i don't think they would win but it'd be mm-hmm. fun to you know memorize and perform and that's what i think is good about kevin smith's writing he has a lot of um rich dialogue yeah it's oh, not, absolutely yeah so I, I love chasing amy i might watch it again yeah, yeah at, a point, at a certain point at a certain point like
0: these movies are so like you know it's so dialogue heavy like you know you can probably just watch it once or twice so you know what it looks like and then you can just
1: have it on you can just listen to it like a like a radio play or something because mm-hmm. that's kind of how yeah. i watched the movies for this i was you know watching while i was going to bed so if yeah, i yeah. wanted to like switch over and yeah. close my eyes i could hear it and i could see the movie because yeah, i've seen absolutely. it so many times but but yeah chasing amy am i thinking am i missing anything um i think that's pretty much it so you know long story short like
0: you know don't judge your partners by their pasts um get yeah. your head out of your
1: ass you <laughs> You're not, was it? You're not Marco fucking Polo when it comes to sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I think we should also point out that uh, since the, the comic book that they do make is uh, Blunt Man and Chronic. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Jay and Sal and Bob, they are in this movie because they pay Jay and Silent and Bob like L- right, them. Yes. The, so the comic book, Blunt Man and Chronic. Are based on Jay and Sal, and Bob. That's their secret identity. Yes. So when they make the story, their characters look like Jay and Sal, and Who Bob. Fuck so holding like and, that, it's fucking yeah. baby talk. <laughs> <laughs> so holding in Banky give them money every time they. So they get a. That'll come back. So that that'll, that'll
0: come back around. Yeah. So pay so keep right. that in mind. So
1: we need to put that. I needed to. Yeah. We needed to mention that just because I, it's a big point in the in, in a different movie. Absolutely.
0: You notice that um, I think the the characters that are most um, inspired by Kevin because this, I think, so he actually was in a relationship with Joey Lauren Adams, like I think post Mallrats and during Chasing Amy. So, oh, really? Yeah. So actually a lot of this movie is about Kevin's own insecurities, based on Kevin's own insecurities okay. in being in a relationship with her. Uh, not so much the, oh, she, she's been with women, but it's like she traveled more while she was younger and he, which actually that's something that I kind of jived with too like i was in a relationship maybe like five years ago and i was definitely there were definitely a lot of things i was insecure about with because like you know my the person i was with at the time just like she had done whatever quote unquote more stuff and then like i realized it would just yeah it just builds a lot of fucking resentment a lot of insecurity and i was like oh shoot i'm i feel it's all bad it's all bad
1: yeah it's it's you know you compare yourself to other people and you Mm -hmm. think that uh because you like someone f- that might be part of why you like that person and then mm-hmm. if you don't if you can't you know hold a candle to like the stuff they've done and in your eyes sometimes you think you're not good enough but yeah it's usually just you know not the case yeah um, and that's the point i think we need to we need to remember that yeah. it's not always about you man <laughs> yeah absolutely that's for, that's for damn sure
0: so i was gonna say that i think the characters that kevin so i think kevin said that before he started podcasting he almost treated his movies like they were blogs. Like this is just what I think about life at this point, And mm. I just want to see if okay. other people think the same thing. So you can tell throughout some of these movies, he's really working shit out. <laughs> it's like therapy almost. Mm. But yeah, I noticed that. Um So he's yeah. he himself as a goatee Dante and Holden who are mostly based <laughs> on him are also goatee wearing folks. That's okay. All. I, I can see that. that out.
1: I mean, that makes it working things out. You know, like when, when he's um when Ben Affleck's having the conversation, like, well, that's, you know, girl on girl is not the standard mm-hmm. like him his frustration saying well it's not the standard like you, you, you could you? easily see that like as being something you got to get over you yeah, know? yeah um you should he wasn't hateful but he mm-hmm. was it was just like he couldn't understand there was and, a uh, there
0: was a privilege to it or whatever yeah, right yeah, and yeah, i'm was... pretty
1: sure kevin smith that's he might be not struggling with that aspect but there's probably something where he needed to get over himself on yeah. that point like you need to just let that go yeah um,
0: for sure so
1: yeah, I give I mean for me perfect movie and all and all and all ways on always possible. Yeah. So uh, that'd be by number 1 or 2 okay. if i were rank right.
0: Okay. Them. So moving on, this one takes much more of a left turn. Um I remember hearing about this because my I think my dad and my aunt were talking about trying to watch it and stuff. So this is 1999's okay. Dogma. Um so this is about an abortion clinic worker named Bethany um who uh, with a special heritage um, spoilers. You find out she's actually like the last remaining deci- like relative of Jesus, is called upon to save the existence of humanity from being negated by two renegade angels played by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> t- yes, uh, trying to exploit a loophole and re-enter heaven.
1: Okay, so this right off the bat, this movie is so fucking dense. It's I yeah, just, it's so there's it's so it's much not even exp- on the surface, like, so much exposition, you wouldn't even uh, think. You know, uh, I think this took it to the next level. But um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with you with what you were saying. Like when you first heard about the movie, um, I first saw this. I was like the maybe the year after it came out. So oh I think wow! It came out '99. So i okay. uh, seeing this. I would go to my, I'd go to my cousin's house. They'd always oh, rent okay. movies. Yeah, like yeah. The, So I think it was probably in year 2000 or so, because I don't mm-hmm. think videos came out that quickly. So I remember the movies that my uncle rented. Get this, the one was Dogma, and the other one was Stigmata oh yeah that well from? that's
0: the thing too like so let's keep in mind that in the 90s like mid to late 90s especially there was a lot of these like very serious like dramas about like catholicism and stuff like that right I feel yeah like. that was a big so, thing
1: that like <clears throat> i used to have this really big uh fear of you know just catholic symbolism yeah, yeah you know we, we talked about
0: that with, with the little Nikki and stuff So yeah mm-hmm. so
1: it, this movie really helped me kind of put a new perspective on it at a, at a mm-hmm. young age i mean mm-hmm. i've watched it hundreds of times yeah. since then but you know the for the one that thing that stuck with me was buddy christ in the beginning that mm-hmm. george carlin oh yeah we is, got I george carlin so, in this movie so ironic that he plays the priest like uh-huh. it's if you if you're familiar with george carlin's work it's just and how much he hates religion it's mm-hmm. funny that he plays the the priest i, I think Phil the them, perfect choice. fill
0: them views people
1: he's not here to uh, give us the willies <laughs> he's here to love us so <laughs> that like hearing that at, at, at you know eight years old mm-hmm. nine years old it made me feel better about like Okay. I don't, I'm not yeah. too scared of this shit anymore. Yeah, for sure. So that it helped me with that. But so I remember that movie. Um, <laughs> do it. No fucking spank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, it might be my number one. Might it's, be my number yeah. One it's Smith really movie.
0: up there too. And for me too. So like I grew up, obviously we have with a lot of like, I had a Catholic upbringing too. And so the thing too, and this movie is Bethany. She was like, she was a practicing Catholic at one point in her life, but she's had like a crisis of faith ever since she had a miscarriage and her, like mm-hmm. she, her husband divorced her as a result of that. And so she can no longer have kids. Yeah. At she couldn't. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She was like, she found out she was barren. So she really just doesn't know like where she's at anymore, but she still goes to church just out of habit. So like, there's a lot, you know, yeah. there's a lot.
1: She's like in the spiritual purgatory. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not like a literal one. She didn't yeah. die, but not yet. But she mm-hmm. at this point in the movie shouldn't die yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, she um like this is a very uh, it's like she's given up. I mean, just going going there, I think this movie, my whole like my the way I'd describe it would be uh it's satire, but in doing so, he kinda created a biblical story. He oh, created yeah, sure. He created a part of the Bible that if you were gonna maybe reboot add something to it <laughs> maybe not reboot, reboot it, no, but no. this could be easily put into the epic that is okay. the holy bible sure, sure. i mean i don't want to offend people the holy fucking bible son but i'm not yeah i'm not a, i'm not religious but i'm just as far as writing and mm-hmm. storytelling this would fit perfect in that that epic of, for the 21st for the 20th century of oh, no. mankind to be in that set of stories like mm-hmm. this could be the next set of a story in mm-hmm. um the bible so I, I think everything he did was his genius it's like he did his homework um
0: yeah i mean well he was he was a irish catholic Alter yeah. boy growing up so he, didn't, yeah. he went to i think he went to catholic school for a while until he got to high school so
1: see i didn't grow up yeah. with um <clears throat> with with learning about it i didn't get mm-hmm. confirmed i didn't do my oh, first okay. communion or yeah. anything so i wasn't forced into it i just had like this weird like you know feeling about it like you everyone, just, everyone yeah it was, just, does. it was
0: on the periphery yeah for sure yeah I always, I mean,
1: I believed for a long time I was being watched by someone. So it was, okay. it was like that. Knowing, and I've taken classes and I've read a lot of stuff since then. So mm-hmm. when I re- when to watch it again, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is that's mm-hmm. so cool that he spin that, like the shit demon, mm-hmm. um, like just the creative ideas to like. People, like the the land that where people are being crucified. Since oh, they yeah. since they died, they have bow releases, and that all of those bow releases it from all those criminals like, and shitty clay, people, were
0: it becomes like clayface, But like how shit. fucking like
1: yeah. how Indiana Jones is that? You know, that's like how true. That's fucking true. biblical. <laughs> combat, like, it can't get more biblical than that. Yeah. So I I think the way he did it was so genius, and it sticks with me. I I I love the format of the story. Yeah. I love like these, these characters. Uh, the Metatron, probably one of my oh, favorite. Oh, Alan Rickman, dude.
0: You've yeah. Alan Rickman in this movie. Absolutely. He's He's
1: he's hysterical. Like he doesn't want to be in it, but he's like giving it all at the same yeah. time. But he's describing like the angels, and he's describing mm-hmm. Ben Affleck as being like, oh, he's a he's a, gr- a, wa- a gregar. Was it the gregarian or something? Yeah, but he, he goes, he's a watcher. Uh, they're, wa- they're watchers.
0: Guess what they do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh,
1: stuff like that. Yeah. What
0: else? Chris Rock I, and Salma Hayek. And oh,
1: Chris Rock being the thirteenth apostle he, that we didn't he know about. Was left out of the Bible because he's black.
0: Like that's a black that's fucking genius. A black man oh. can steal your stereo, but he can't be your savior.
1: And that goes into like the you know the narrative that this should have stolen from a different race. Yeah, like this, this whole mean, story. Uh, like I, this still, yeah, I still yeah I still I
0: still refuse to believe there were people living in Israel who were named like Peter and John. Right. So this is <laughs> like,
1: so fucking out of the out of the ordinary. Yeah, no way. It's um,
0: pretty whitewashed. So.
1: So they like just that commentary on it to me is um. It goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, serendipity, like you said, Sam Hayek mm-hmm. fucking stripping because she has writer's block. What else happens? Uh, Hooper again, isn't it? You think he's like the gang leader? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of yeah. them. It's me oh. and, and Bob
0: part of the gang. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Janson Sal and Bob were amazing in it. The prophets. What do you got to say about it? I I would have to have to think of a scene to like kind of explain why I think it's like a great fucking movie i mean i think for
0: me it's like all like the scenes that stand out to me most is the movies scene with uh Mm. with chris rock saying like he said mankind got it wrong by taking a great idea and building a belief structure on it that people kill yeah it's better to have ideas because beliefs are something people die o- die for and people uh, kill yeah. over and like i think that's a really strong point and i think it's you know we're still seeing that right now <laughs> sure um i
1: mean in the crow there's the villain gives a monologue about uh you know the idea attracts others and then mm-hmm. y- that are like-minded and then you mm-hmm. uh, build the institution and then you forget about what the idea was mm. so it's um wow it's very uh symbolic like, yeah yeah it is better to have ideas i think because then you could yeah you said you could change them you could add to them i think he might be the secret sauce of the movie yeah um i would say just his commentary his delivery when he falls out the sky yeah you know he's uh oh, it's a little cold out here you know like i guess the guy i, I got your uh your jacket you know
0: i'll do my best to talk it back
1: <laughs> yeah there you go um the, I mean,
0: Affleck and Damon though are great as well. Like, yeah, I, they. I mean, they carry most a lot of the movie, even though they're the bad guys. So technically, but they're also mass,
1: yeah. Mass genocide is one of the hardest cardio activities on the, on the that there is, next to soccer. And yeah, this um, is just
0: them. This is right as their both their careers were really starting to jump off, but they still. Yeah, like, I forget. Able to I forget that they weren't.
1: They weren't like them yet. And so, like before, they were. were I'd say Affleck was definitely
0: peaking a little faster than Matt Damon. mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is like before *Born Identity*, but after *Armageddon*, you know. Right. Okay. But also before *Pearl Harbor*.
1: But they were still like how so they're like the new they're like the new thing they're like the new guys and they were killing it. Yeah, uh, every scene with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, like the the opening scene with the um, at the airport, the yeah, with the nun, yeah, uh, like I love, fuck, I love fucking with the clergy man, I just like keep them, them, on them on their toes. toes. <laughs> um, the we're going home, like, just, they, like, they, like could, stop, let's stop leering at me.
0: Oh yeah, no, just like I mean, they have this thing of obviously so they're angels that have been banned from heaven, banned from heaven, and uh, tell them that first, banished yeah. to Wisconsin for the rest of eternity, but
1: yeah, they they they. Bethany asks if they were mm-hmm. banished to hell and, you know, uh, Alan Rickman mm-hmm. says, no, worse. it's worse. They Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> um, For the rest of Yeah, America's. so they, they, they just kind of fuck around all day. So it's,
0: yeah, it's kind of that do next much. level. It's kind of that next level pairing because that's sort of, it's yeah, always about these, these yeah. two guys who are, yeah, <clears throat> like, you know, who feel stuck. Like Clerks, like, has that and mm-hmm. Mallrats and... Chasing Amy like it's always about these like paired friendships but this is like a really more like ridiculous version of that but it's still got that angst of like we spend way too much time together we know each other inside and out which is great but we also know like all the things that the other person is full of shit about and stuff which you know I I think that's the other that's another super relatable thing too like we have our best friends like people that we've known for years and they know us best, or we know them best, but we also have, like, in, in our back pockets it's also like, but these are the things that I actually kind of hate about <laughs> at the same yeah. time. Um,
1: their chemistry is so relatable, yeah. like, when they're in the boardroom, oh, this is another observation when they're in the boardroom, uh-huh. uh, you know, they have the golden calf, they have the movie yeah. calf, yeah. Yes, and yeah. if you ever read, like, you know, the Bible break. about the yeah. golden calf, and, like, the golden calf, I think, is used as the example in the Bible for why, like, that whoever that was got fucked up, or, you know, eliminated from the earth, because they... The false idols and things like that. It that that I never noticed that until I took a religions class and learned about like the the story about the golden calf in the Bible and yeah their their chemistry Ben Damon and Ben Affleck like when Ben Affleck lists the the movie accomplishments mm-hmm. and he forgets the magazine damn and it then, <laughs> and then Matt Damon
0: comes by or I yeah. think it's is it Ben Affleck or is yeah it yeah, yeah yeah no it was it was, it was Ben Affleck. So he goes back. I can't
1: believe you forgot the magazine. Yeah, <laughs> like as he whispers, as he whispers it to him. That, that's to me. That's like the funniest thing because there's been times where you're with your friends. Yeah. and they have to do like a, or you're talking to someone and you walk by and you whisper something really like fucked up to them yeah. or yeah, an inside joke and it, it, it's. There's those little moments in, in, in that, <laughs> you, that, that about,
0: before that, when he's carving the onion thing still, and he's like, you may proceed one of me. And he's like, I'm sorry. My friend has a bit of a flair for the dramatic, <laughs>
1: what else but he, yeah, there? he does this
0: thing. He looks at him. He's like, he's like, he's like really? <laughs> Did you just say that?
1: <laughs> I like, all right, I'll um, take it from here. The ride on the bus where they shoot the guy and he shoots the guy mm-hmm. in the head. Yeah. He just goes on a killing spree. Like he says in the mm-hmm. beginning, um, because they want to take away all, take out all these, all the sinners or mm-hmm. whatever. They're still like they're still performing. He's still performing like, his still, job. They still
0: want to do their angel stuff, even though so Loki is yeah, the yeah. angel of death. Yeah. So,
1: but so Matt Damon plays Loki, the angel of death, mm-hmm. and he's before they and he's banished from heaven. So like on his way back, he just starts doing his job anyways because mm-hmm. he's uh, he's gonna get forgiven and yeah, go through. That's true. Um, Janson and Bob are in it. Yeah. Um, this is this
0: is one of my favorite like portrayals of them too. Like. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you ever um read the book Chasing Dogma. I, no, I, that never, reads I never from got Chasing to. Amy to Yeah. It's pretty I good. That one. Um it's a pretty good read. I don't know I don't remember too much about it, but I have mm-hmm. it. If you guys wanna ever get into like this universe, that's a I think that's a must read if you wanna like connect certain things from uh Chasing Amy into Dogma. You need to get that. You need to read Chasing Dogma. But yeah, Janson and Bob's portrayal, they they really like lead her to I guess what she needs to yeah. do. Yeah, they live um, up to
0: their their profits in every sense of the word.
1: But I, I mean, there's too many jokes to, in that movie to quote. Yeah, from them, we um, we do that. We'd be at it all day if we did that shit. Yeah. but uh, a few more points, I guess, would be um, Alana Morissette mm-hmm. is revealed as God herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, basically, the movie just kind of gives them. Um, it gives you a whole bunch of things to think about, and it really shows that it's really based on your interpretation of whatever it is. That's what I think. That's what I'm getting from. Mm-hmm. like the movie when I watch it because they still think God's a, a, a guy, but it ends up being Alanis Morissette. But the voice is the voice of God is Alan Rickman. So it's all these like different things put into the movie like and some versions. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Uh, and he, I think Kevin Smith really nailed his like Steven Spielberg plot with this movie mm. With the uh, Ben Affleck mm-hmm. blowing up at the end and oh, that's true. shit like that Oh yeah, there's um,
0: probably a little bit of a Raiders tut- yeah. hat tip, I didn't even think about yeah. that
1: The God playing skee-ball, so he, with God wanting to like go to the earth every now and then So he takes mm-hmm. human form, so they they don't kill the guy, they put him in a coma So God yeah. can't escape the body, Pretty so that's clever. why these yeah, angels yeah. do the shit Um Jason Lee again. Jason, yeah, fucking perfect. Jay- yeah, it's just, uh, the golf clubs being blessed, like uh, it's it's just a lot it's of. It's actually
0: really well thought out. There was yeah, this movie, that's the point. You put a lot like, of thought into this.
1: There's so many different little nods here to the yeah. actual faith that yeah. that I'm kind of lucky to have um, learned about. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I didn't follow this, if I wasn't even, um, you don't have to be Catholic or anything to necessarily appreciate the movie, yeah, but it really. helps. It helps if you it know helps. like the stories. If you've heard mm-hmm. the stories before, it really helps because it. Like, okay, this is just the next chapter in the line of stories. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of my interpretation of Dogma. Yeah. yeah, so Bethany, Bethany Christ. <laughs> <A little bit.
0: laughs> so that means Bethany's part she's black? P- <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rufus, uh, Christopher Rock plays the 13th apostle named Rufus, and he says yeah. Jesus was black. So yeah. he reveals to uh, Bethany at some point in the movie that she's like the great, great, times, great, 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 great times, great, like 13 yeah. of Jesus Christ. mm mm-hmm. And she flips out and, you know, the comedic relief is Jay saying, uh hitting the joint, blowing out the smoke, saying, so that would make Bethany part black, <laughs> which is this perfect. Is this perfect comedic timing for almost everything in the film? Yeah, he I,
0: does. Yeah, he's that's some of the best Jay lines are in this. He's like, oh, the voice of God. Where's the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where the fuck is his head? What the fuck happened to his head? <laughs> they said that was like his Daffy Duck moment. Like that's I was like, oh, yeah, they're like there are hella old Daffy Duck episode Mm -hmm. like looney tunes bits where he's just like losing his shit like that
1: (laughs) if if anyone is is from this world i suggest you close your ears right now what (laughs) (laughs) like that shit yeah everything about that movie man i i can't think of a bad part yeah nothing rubs me the wrong way about it i think alan rickman Mm -hmm. is one of the secret sauces next to Chris rock Janison Bloop they're they're two main characters. like they're a little main for me to say they're secret sauce characters. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Like but so. they're but they're there. So yeah, and it's yeah. also it's also the one that has the most like big name actors and stuff.
1: Yeah, like, it does. In, well
0: like in in a more well in like a actual like I mean role. the next the next no, cam- movie, <laughs> the next movie is just like a cameo like yeah, a a cameo Palooza. <laughs> so I guess we can just transition to that. So this was my entry point. Let's do it. This is two thousand, I'm very excited about that it's just even saying this movie out loud makes me smile this is a 2001's jay and silent bob strike back so dogma like kevin smith actually came under a lot of fire from like catholic organizations and stuff when Ooh, dogma was I coming bet. out like he got death threats and stuff like that i bet that's so when you, know you made it yeah so he he decided to make the least controversial movie possible he just wanted to make like a fun dumb road trip comedy and that's exactly what he did so this kind of builds off of as we established, So Jay and Silent Bob have char- uh, comic book characters that are based on them, but he finds out that they find out that they there's a movie being made, and they're not getting any money from it, and every and all these kids are making fun of them on the internet. So they find that the only logical thing for them to do is to venture from New Jersey to Hollywood to stop the movie from being made. That's all you need to know. What the fuck is the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this movie, I like, I saw this, so I was at a family party or something like that, you know, San Jose, and you know, I, I was maybe about 11, yeah, 10 or 11. I was either in the fifth or sixth grade, and my i was like kind of bored and, and my cousin who was a few years older than me is like oh you want to come upstairs and watch a movie i'm like yeah sure whatever what are we watching but he shows me this movie and it's just like the most cartoony most like <laughs> r-rated foul mouth yeah, com- yeah. comedy central shit i'd ever seen in my life and it just right, was yeah. like it's just such like a nexus of 2001 wrapped up
1: in a nutshell. It is. It really is. Yeah. You're right. My introduction to the movie was similar. Uh, I had a cousin a few years older than me. I don't know if he liked Dogma when he saw it. Like we, I don't remember really ever talking to him about it. That's where we both knew the characters from. So I went over to his house one summer, and he had you know the illegal the illegal cable box, and oh, he had nice. taped Jan Salt, and Bob off the pay per view because so I think it was still on pay per view at the time. I think this was O2. Mm-hmm. So I think it wasn't. I think it was still like available to buy on um, mm-hmm. cable. So he taped it off of that. And yeah, same thing. Like it was just, wow, this is an incredible, f- from the opening rap to like the end of the movie, it's yeah. just a barrel of laughs. It's um, just,
0: yeah, it's just like, and like some of it doesn't age that great. Like, oh but, yeah, no, not at all. But at the same time, it's just, yeah, we're just going to go for the joke here, even if it's not great. But yeah, it's just right. so it, much um, to I love about this movie.
1: I, it's so memorable. Like yeah. It's so quotable. It's yeah. so memorable. So vulgar. It's. It's like you can't almost you almost can't believe that he was able to get away with some of it. I mean, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but it's a uh, yeah. It's so it's so bad, but so good. It's like the the humor is such so, so immature, yeah. um, but it's very well thought out. Like again, it goes back to that banter. They, they, use, that they banter. use the word
0: fuck two hundred forty-eight times. Okay, <laughs> at an average of two point thirty-eight
1: fucks per minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could I could see yeah. that everyone's saying "fuck" in that movie. Yeah, um, but you can't have it any other way. If Jay yeah. is the main character, then like, how yeah. could you have it any other way? It has to be the most vulgar movie that you could think of. And it wasn't even that bad. Like language-wise, it's pretty vulgar, but visually, it's not. There's no. Like it's, that it, yeah,
0: it's like I said. It's, like very, it's very it's very cartoony. It feels very much mm-hmm. like dude, where's my car? Like it's in that. Yeah. It's in that class of movie but it's a little yeah. more sophisticated. Yeah. As, as
1: for as like a for as dumb of a movie as, yeah. as it is. It it's has, pretty um uh-huh. like some of the characters that he throws mm-hmm. in there really make it like more digestible, yeah. I guess. I think like
0: um, at this point it's just it just comes down to who like to say who the Ed Sauce is. It's like dude, it just every scene everyone's the everybody rocks. Their cameo like is there so good like
2: Ed Sauce in this one.
0: I don't know, just just stuff like I well for me I think It's Will Ferrell. I mean, mean, it's almost unfair to say because Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell, but yeah. So Will Ferrell, he plays a federal wildlife marshal, and if you're a Land of the Lost fan, you'll get this. So his name is (laughs) Federal Wildlife Marshal Will and Holly. (laughs) So he's just like, because part part of the plot is that Jay and Silent Bob, they hit Get a Ride. They hitch a ride in a van with a group of girls who they think are animal rights activists. Played, with stifler. yeah with stifler initially who's their patsy but then two of the girls are shannon elizabeth and eliza dushku but yeah so they get tricked into rob it or like freeing Is it Rose mcgowan and, in it too no, no 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 later there's a shannon doherty cameo later at the end but I sworn Rose no no no, no so it's movie. it's ali it's a uh, ali larder Sh- shannon elizabeth eliza dushku and then kevin's wife Okay. Yeah, she's like, okay. "Oh my god, did she just call? Did he just call sissy jugs?" <laughs> but yeah, so they they fucking they are tasked with breaking into, like, an animal testing lab or whatever to let all the animals free, but really it's just so the girls can steal some diamonds. Right, it's a diversion. It's a diversion. So they spend the rest of the movie with a monkey, and Will Ferrell's job is to find them and the monkey. So he just has all these... It's
1: an orangutan.
0: an orangutan, sorry. He's like, the most dangerous (laughs) animal known to man. (laughs) And he says it with such a straight face. Yeah, so... That is one fine-looking boy who (laughs) are (laughs) raising.
1: It was a whole bunch of just, like... Shenanigans they get into on on in, on the way yeah. in this movie. Tracy yeah, Morgan even I think. give me the map. Uh, Scott. Pumpkin, pumpkin, Esco, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they what they start off at the quick stop. They they get arrested. They finally mm-hmm. get like what they they finally get kicked out of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, then they what go to Brody's who has a comic yeah. book shop. Yeah, now. so this yeah, um,
0: this ties all the previous movies together. It's kind yeah. of like an Avengers Infinity War kind of
1: situation. Yeah,
0: a little bit like they touch
1: on everyone and bring Brody's some secret new people. Stash. Yeah. And um, yeah, so they meet Brody. Tells them about the the movie. Then they no they well, he doesn't tell them. No, yeah, they he, do. He, he, he does he, tell him. He, yeah, okay, and then they go to the Holden. Yeah. They go to
0: Holden's house
1: where they play the chasing Amy theme yeah. song. Where they walk do,
0: up. Do, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, And then they tell him, "There's oh, there's, what are you
1: dirt merchants doing over
0: I'll tell over you here? what our necks are doing in your woods. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah that's the thing yeah, i think yeah that's what you yeah, as the michael scott of it is like yeah jay similar to michael scott he just always says these sayings wrong but he doesn't right. think twice like he thinks that's,
1: that's what he thinks they are <laughs> and i will say like i think in the reboot of this movie where mm-hmm. they do the mm-hmm. jason barb reboot mm-hmm. he really stepped it up a notch with connecting a lot of like the, the comedic references mm-hmm. within the same movie he's able to yeah. like Go back and forth and like build yeah. up on jokes, like, call it, like, like he's, setting
0: up jokes and calling back to them. And right, everything. he's always yeah.
1: been able to do that, but I felt like in the reboot he did it like he's he's just dancing. He's showing it off that he's able to just do it effortlessly. Effortlessly now, yeah, I love all the stuff uh, like when they meet Carrie Fisher. She's the mm-hmm. nun that picks him yeah. up. Like she's the first one to pick him up. Yeah, they meet George Carlin on mm-hmm. the highway, who is like. Offering to give head for a ride, and hey, don't be so suburban. It's
0: the new millennium, <laughs> you know. Gay, straight, uh, it's all the same now. It's
1: all the same.
0: There're no more lines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's yeah, just um, stupid things like that when they <laughs> uh, the book of the road, uh, and then you know the Carrie Fisher scene is yeah. good. Um, but uh, yeah, then they, sit, they go to the mystery, the mystery machine, mm. when they meet the Scooby-Doo family. Mm. I don't know if you ever noticed, but when they're smoking, I think uh, one of them is outside. Yeah, I know, it's Shaggy, the, guy, the, sh- yeah. the Shaggy
0: guy. Yeah, he's just
1: like so stupid. <clears throat> yeah, um, and uh, the sheep fucker with um, Stifler. Yeah, so good, so funny. He, like you meet people like you. That's like the such an early two thousands version of someone who was like, I guess a white a white knight. You quote. Yeah. Like oh yeah sure super. He would like... he would
0: have been like the PC principal from South Park. Right. Or yeah. Like just uh, you know, something like that
1: what are the people on the um and call it the beta male <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he's not no he
0: that. well he was a simp for sure though oh, i think that's what simp. that's what people would yeah. call a simp now you brent you ever see brent. you ever see you ever say that to any of the kids that work like
1: what is your damage little boy <laughs> um i've like i've done the prince prince valiant line like hey hold on prince valiant <laughs> So that's that's pretty funny. Um, I liked his cameo. That was one of my favorite cameos. Yeah. That, um I love animals. <laughs> right, Jesse? Yeah. They're the they do the, they do the little like stupid chase scene with yeah. the um. Well, no, fug- I was gonna, I'm, surprised you have, rest- I'm
0: surprised you haven't talked about Diedrich Bader yet, the security guard.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's my favorite yeah. part too. Uh, his like scream, hey, wait. Yeah. You don't have a pass. <laughs> like that kills me every time. And of course, the tea party. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's fucking hilarious. Make too. it
0: make it fast and sexy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Biggs, Mr. Vanderby. <laughs> like that seems good. Yeah. Uh, Goodwill Hunting
0: too. Hunting season. Jez, you, just yeah. gotta, you guys just oh gotta my watch God. This movie. Like
1: that was so that was so bad, but yeah. so like don't look at, don't look at Ben or Matt directly in the you, eyes or don't you say will it. Be fired. <laughs> Don't say anything. Stand
0: there and react. Don't say anything, especially you.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm busy. Said I was busy. What does he
1: say? He's like, uh, hey, then we're going to go grab that guy and rip He makes like a comment about like a movie that they were in which what, what? jay about, says like okay when they say action you're just gonna grab him and i'll beat his ass but like they make him they make a reference well to no, like, they
0: well they say they called goodwill hunting like you mean that fucking movie with mork from orc in it like yeah like these are those two sons of bitches from the mork movie
1: <laughs> but not but he says something uh, maybe he didn't say it there but mm-hmm. i thought he like made a comment about some other movie are you, there, are Ryan, you thinking uh, about
0: like how uh, affleck and damon before they roll action they're just like giving each other shit for the movies they've both done he's like shove it bounce boy <laughs> maybe like, yeah i take I it you haven't so. i take it you haven't seen forces of danger <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um that's when they give the look at the camera and like yeah you got to the point.
0: <laughs> then the art picture and then sometimes you gotta do the payback picture because your friend says you own <laughs> right
1: <laughs> um and even they got the guy from good Will hunting back to yeah the, yeah the the douchebag with the ponytail I like it when he they just shoot his ass with yeah. the shotgun. That made me laugh. Um, have you seen the outtakes to this movie? It's I, so I good. have, <laughs> but not like in a long
0: time. Like the Goodwill um, hunting part is so funny because like Affleck has the best laugh. Like,
1: <laughs> hey, you frosted, you, fr- you frosted your hair. Yeah, okay. looks pretty good. Looks good though, right? What else? Uh, Chris Rock again. Oh um, my god! Yeah, I, that was like I my favorite. I can't say any of those
0: lines besides <laughs> boogers in film school.
1: Crack crack crack. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Jamie Kennedy is like, yeah, just people who are Yeah,
1: that sure. was a surprise. Like he was just there. Yeah. Because he blew, blew, he kinda blew up. That was before that was before JF yeah. Kennedy JF,
0: Jamie Kennedy experiment. Yeah. Okay, and uh, that was definitely before um yeah, uh, Van, uh, James Biggs or Jason Biggs, Jason. Jason Biggs. James Van Week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hey jump, jump fucker. <laughs> I thought they used everyone really well. Yeah. Can't, I can't it, I mean, as dumb as it was, like, how, like I can't say anything like, bad about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it. it's just so damn fun. It's just fun it's it's fun and stupid and you, um, before and any before you have too much time to think about anything you're just on to some other thing that's making right. you laugh so
1: banky fucking edward just the guy he wanted to see like they bring everyone back like mm-hmm. everyone's in the movie um even like the chasing amy folks are in it mm-hmm. you got the the mall right i think that's where the Shandori. doherty yeah at the end right i don't know oh clerk the clerks were in it in the beginning yeah. um mm-hmm. and i think the opening line is like are you even supposed to be here today He's He's like, started. yeah, yeah yeah i i don't watch it too often because it's like oh, i've, seen this, I've seen this one but the most probably <laughs> but, we, wait we yeah. watched it together one time right i, mean, like I of, don't know maybe once i think yeah. i came over and watched yeah. it. yeah that
0: was fun we had to have done that absolutely
1: yeah. um but yeah this one's definitely one of the ones that like i don't re i don't watch it a lot but it is it is one that i'd like to i do like to re-watch when mm-hmm. i do see it mm-hmm. um so yeah i think another thing too to
0: just like and again this is all inside baseball but like all throughout this period like jay so the guy who played jay actually had you know like a drug and an alcohol problem so like Mm -hmm. his weight really fluctuates between the movies and even just how he looks like his face looks really puffy so i think like he was doing a lot of drinking is like i think it was like heroin too at a certain point okay. so like a lot of these movies were sort of like hey you got to clean up so you can do this movie which then yeah. they kind of reference in the next one in clerks 2 to with like jay and bob actually having gone to rehab and being clean mm. now like yeah. they, they'll still sell weed but they won't smoke it anymore <laughs> um Should we your Bible, like, you know they became christians and stuff mm. so yeah we're almost done uh so clerks 2000 clerks 2 2006 Dante and Randall, their store burns down. It turns out it was Randall's fault because he left the coffee pot on, even though they thought it was terrorists first. <laughs>
1: it's so funny. He just opens the store yeah. and it's on flames. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's on fire. Uh, and then they wind up working at a movies fast food place. And, you know, it's again, it's another day in the life of those two, but it's kind of about sort of like, the specter of approaching middle age, and one, again, yeah, this is ten years. This yeah. is ten years later after the yeah, first one. Yeah, match. again, like um, wondering like where your life is going and what you've done with yourself, and again, it's and it just seems, about it that. Seems like Randall, and friendship and stuff.
1: I'm sorry. It seems like Dante hit the jackpot too. So he meets mm-hmm. um some woman that's played by Kevin Smith's wife, Emma. Yeah, and she's a she's like heir to a car wash, uh, He's mogul. A, sm- a down, small
0: a small car wash empire in Florida. Yeah, down it in it Florida, seems, and yeah.
1: He's set to move and take it over and, you know, Mm -hmm. his life is looking like it's on the up and up, but he's still, you know, uh, he can't make that adjustment to Mm -hmm. shit comfortably Mm -hmm. again. So he's um, getting himself into a lot of shit and he doesn't really want to move. I think he doesn't like I think he I don't think he says it right out, but he's not so sure that's what he wants and he has like a crush on his manager yeah rosario, up already. He's rosario he's, dawson right so that's another that's reason why i don't like dante because i oh that's around true. that time period he's kind of a he's kind of a thing i had a thing for rosario dawson yeah. at the time and i was like man fuck this guy man yeah he's I, a fu- he's a fuck boy with a chip on his shoulder <laughs> yeah um but i i do like this movie it's not my favorite it's probably my least favorite like the universe movie but yeah it stuck with me so much because when it came out, you know, I was, you know, already old enough to remember yeah. everything and yeah, everything yeah, they yeah. referenced was in our time. So it's that's like, yeah, like our generation the, the
0: Lord of the Rings criticisms right. yeah. and stuff, which <laughs> yeah, have stuck with me more than I would care to admit. Sure. The,
1: uh, the Transformers. Yeah, that's stuff, that's kind of like,
0: wild. It's like, oh, this is like and then like a year and a half later or actually maybe even just the I think it was. So this movie I think came out the beginning or right before I started high school, and then the next summer the Transformers movie yeah had out. Because he mentions out. it, so he's like kind of weird, yeah. Hey,
1: uh, hey, Randall, did you know my, uh, you know, my handle is like Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime or whatever? But
0: they have this kid that works with them, he's a named, named yeah. Elias, and he's just yeah, this like really sheltered like innocent christian kid but randall is like constantly like fucking with him the right. whole time his,
1: his mom even kisses him like yeah. when he gets out of the car yeah. he's like it's actually not even like determined how old he is because you don't know if this is a weekend shift you don't know if it's mm-hmm. a daytime like he might be 25 year old man that's true for all that's we know that's true yeah Like i think that's maybe what they were going for he just looks so young mm-hmm. and he looked so relatable to like i was think oh six yeah i was 15 years old so i thought it was just like another guy from my school that yeah was, yeah, yeah you know elias but he could have yeah. easily been um you know 23 24 that's true at the, oh no no he says he's 19 so. he says he's 19. okay and he's okay, like yeah. yeah i
0: don't remember that he's like why the fuck are you still kissing your mom he's like i'm 19 you wouldn't work for me on my birthday last week because you said working on my birthday would help me build character <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he i think he might be the secret sauce for yeah me absolutely for this um, totally just his, the Lister fiend the and pillow, the, pillow the pillow pants, pants stuff. Scene. Uh, yeah. so, One ring. It's yeah. Like everything he does is just, even at the end, like as much as I don't like the donkey scene that yeah. much, I'm it's still so, so memorable be- because of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, his, he believes that he has a girlfriend, but he won't have sex with her because he believes there's a troll inside of her vagina that will bite off his penis if he has premarital sex
1: just and randall's that, face as yeah. he's explaining it so well did
0: you notice the music like, speaking of music did yeah. you notice the music fucking the shining thing that yeah. the opening theme for the yeah. Shining.
1: yeah i noticed that yeah it, i was actually gonna bring that up when i was watching it to you i just forgot i was like hey listen to this <laughs> scene i think it's from i think it's from a stephen king flick it might have the most like laugh out loud funny stuff out of the like but I don't want to call it a franchise but from the whole series of the Skiniverse movies mm-hmm. to me it might have the most laugh out loud worthy um, jokes
0: I would say the dialogue is the most refined here mm-hmm. like yes they are like long speeches but they've at least matured as I think they're better they've lived into the characters more they did the cartoon before this and stuff oh yeah yeah I forgot yeah. about that Yeah, which is yeah but yeah it's like it just feels again it's just you feel like this is the back and forth of two people who have spent way too much time together And they have a shorthand, they have a, you know, I guess I relate to that pretty heavily because there are definitely times where I have felt maybe a little overly dependent (laughs) on my best friend and felt like insecure of him kind of like being kind of like left in the left behind or left in the dust and stuff. So I kind of relate to that, to that aspect of like Randall's arc, but also, yeah, like wondering if you're where you should be relative to how old you are. Like, that's something I think like we can all really relate to, especially as like millennials, like the the expectations have changed so much about like where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing.
1: And it remind and it kinda of gives you a sense of like, this is not just me that's gone yeah. through this. I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah. No matter how successful you are or yeah. not, um like I'm not I'm not in a position like Randall or Dante. Yeah. Like I'm not working at a place like that. Nor do I, you know, look down on people that do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not we can't pretend that it's our ideal situation. And mm-hmm. um when he goes and play and does the go kart and mm-hmm. he's just to, you know, let all that stuff go yeah. and get over it. There's plenty of things that we've done that like, we've had to just get over something. We go do something we, we just used to enjoy all the time, whether mm-hmm. we do it or we, we don't do it anymore or we still do. Like if we if, like, if there's a batting cage open, I would like to go hit the ball if I was yeah. frustrated, yeah. if I was upset about something. Yeah. Can't do that now because of uh, just like having that, that, that holding on to something that you, yeah. I, I guess maybe what they were trying to portray in that, or just, you know, him, mm-hmm. that's how he deals with his, uh, his disappointment he mm-hmm. goes back to what he um what what makes him comfortable or yeah. what makes him happy again something and it could be it could be very little it could just be going and getting an ice cream sandwich at the store who knows mm-hmm. but for him those go-karts now I, I really appreciated that scene because he's such an asshole but he's like such a vulnerable oh
0: yeah i mean you didn't he sells the fuck out of that that <laughs> yeah. monologue in the in the jail cell too it's so yeah You know, and I think we've I think that's also something too. like with friendships. It seems like it's just everything should just be unspoken or whatever. And it's easy. But then, Mm -hmm. yeah, like there's a terrifying moment that I think comes sooner or later where you realize like, oh, fuck, like I got to kind of put put everything out on front street to this person who I've never really had to do this with before. And you never really know exactly how it's going to be received. But you kind of just need to swing for the fence because you got to just say yeah, it's like it's like the chasing Amy. It's like the chasing Amy scene with Ben, like pulling the car over and telling Alyssa that he loves her. But you know, it's sometimes it's you know right. sometimes platonic and, love is even
1: scarier to admit than romantic love. <laughs> sure, and uh, I think like the, there's like a theme, you know, like with clerks that mm-hmm. misery loves company. Yeah, and these guys just like don't want to grow up, even mm-hmm. though like they know it's better. Like there, mm-hmm. both movies have really inflective and reflective you know messages when they speak Mm -hmm. that they've really kind of thrown their life away for these little mediocre jobs and they're just frustrated every day and they look it it's 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 almost sad but it's so hilarious that they're that's because like like the humor comes from their them being a loser Mm -hmm. and that's why they are the way they are with each other and why randall's with the ways why we love him so much but you want them to win like you want them to you want them to, to. You want them to, to, to be get up happy, yeah. Like, yeah?
0: You know, like they're driving. They're all thinking their lives over to fucking 1979 by smashing pumpkins, which is how that song was introduced <laughs> to me. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, that was my first time hearing that song, and it's it was like from straight from there. I was like, oh, I fucking love this
1: song. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I um I heard that in a different movie. Mm-hmm. Or it was either yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Might have been like another teen movie or something, or one of those teenage mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, that I yeah, I've yeah. heard that song in. Yeah, but yeah, it uh. And it just shows like they, they what they go back and up and open the clerk's story, open the clerk's shop yeah. again, right at the end. Yeah. So it's like they did want to do that, just maybe they didn't want to. Yeah. It. I don't know. They. This seemed like they're in a better control of their lives. than they. Yeah. End. It's interesting. So, it's
0: um, almost, but it's almost kind of. It looks like the end of uh, what's the name? What's the movie? The Graduate, for a second, where like they think this is the thing that they want, and then like they kind of go like. Mm-hmm. stone face like oh shit like this is real now <laughs> yeah yeah but so, it's um, it's, a, it's it's a good it's a really good ending i like the ending to the movie yeah like, for sure
1: because it's like what he knows but he also like deep down loves that job and mm-hmm. I, I think he was just afraid to admit that yeah and yeah. uh you could you could make a good life out of stuff like that if you
0: yeah it's about kind of like owning up to what you want or i guess and like really embracing that and not being ashamed of it whatever I'm, it might home be how yeah. much Where you make it
1: how much Where you make it how much way you make it everybody know that damn boy (laughs) yeah elias yeah secret Mm -hmm. sauce all the way rosario dawson was last touch uh just a different kind of um, presentation for like the female characters. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, but but she, very, she she was she had her own
0: insecurities too, but was also yeah. like putting them in their place at the same time. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely like I don't think any of the Kevin Smith yeah. movies are bad. Like I don't like as far as the Universe ones. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to complain about mm-hmm. for any of those movies. Mm-hmm. I'll watch any of them.
0: They said, um, I think. I think I remember hearing during one of Kevin's, we'll move on, and then we'll move on to the next movie, but during one of Kevin's, like, uh, Q&A DVDs, he was talking about, like, them making this and how they were just chilling. Like, mm. you know how there's a motel right next to the movies? Like, yeah, that's, they just used that as, instead of trailers and production offices, they just basically rented out that <laughs> whole motel. Sick. But, yeah, so he said, like, Muse got way too enthusiastic and went to, like, Target and bought, like plants and wall art and stuff oh, nice. and, but he said he found it really it was initially always feel really awkward uh being around rosario dawson because like alexander had just come out and she has like a nude scene in that movie oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, okay. like, so yeah i just thought that was pretty funny
1: that's a yeah that's such a um a humble like way to talk about like his his life mm. like, or like his his experience on the set like uh-huh. he like he could see something on screen and now she's there and he's like yeah oh, I have to be." but yeah no that's end the end
0: thing too chat. it's like yeah. yeah like contrary to jay like the character of jay like there is an innocence to her to him as a person mm-hmm. too like yeah yeah i'm glad he's like 10 years sober like he had he nice. he yeah, was
1: I, when that yeah. movie came out i think mm-hmm. that's like when they said he just like he initially got, got clean yeah. and
0: then then he had another relapse and then in like 2010 or 2009 mm-hmm. or something like that so but yeah i think he's like fully he's like he just hit like a full 10 years
1: and i think he has a kid now right yeah yeah and she was in the movie She was in reboot which yeah
0: we'll get to right, amy she plays right, amy. <laughs> right fucking now so yeah Sweet. this this one it's a uh, it's funny to call it but because uh, it came out so recently but yeah the last movie uh this is jay and silent bob reboot which jay and silent bob returned to hollywood to stop a reboot of the blunt man and chronic movie from getting made i actually had the pleasure of seeing this in like a packed at the fox theater with hella kevin smith fans and i wish you you had got been able to come last minute because it was so good you
1: did invite me to that and um i was just like so beat yeah that like that was a work week i did not really like and i think i i think i had to stay late that night too so i was so upset that i didn't get to see it but um i'm happy you got to go it sounded like fun yeah i mean it was
0: like and again it was just of course like you're just gonna feed off the energy because it's just all this fan service and stuff and I would say as a movie that yeah it does feel like a, a like something some like straight to video like or like YouTube on demand kind yeah. of thing like as a movie it's not great but again it's just to see how like Jay and Bob have actually grown and have been informed by where those two are at now both in their own lives with Jay being a father and Kevin having had the heart attack and stuff mm. and you know like kind of gotten all this clarity like so on that note there is like again it's just like that sweetness like these are dudes that i kind of have grown up with in a weird way like yeah i've been following i've been i've been following kevin smith since i was like 11 10 years old and Mm -hmm. when i heard he had a heart attack i was like oh son of a bitch what the fuck like yeah yeah, that was scary yeah yeah for sure and so just from that perspective to kind of just see like oh fuck there they still are like Mm -hmm. and having a lot of things it's kind of like it's kind of like what kevin was trying to do with jersey girl and like this is my this is my meditation on fatherhood, <laughs> but like that's it, not a bad movie. I don't think it's a lot of flack, but I don't. I, I, I need so to watch it again. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's like he was trying to take a second crack at that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This movie, aside from like the courtroom opening scene, mm-hmm. I love this movie. Like mm-hmm. even uh, even the courtroom scene in the beginning was pretty oh, yeah. funny, but yeah. it yeah. Went, went a little too long for me. Yeah, dude. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I like this better than *Janslaw and Bob Strike Back*, mm. only because they're like only because of the callbacks to the original yeah, yeah. movie and how. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> How a lot of things were worked in, like Matt Damon doing the Loki thing. Oh, I like that. Uh, I like that one. He's like born again. <laughs> yeah, all his puns. Um, what what else was it? The um, Ben Affleck coming back as Holden mm-hmm. and he gives the chasing Amy monologue. That was to, that was fucking. Sweet. That was really yeah. good. And he makes yeah. the Batman references. He's like, you No, know, it was almost like I was, you know, Bruce Wayne in my own or, or series Thomas, of Detective or, Comics or
0: Thomas Wayne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Or Bruce Wayne's mother whose his first name, name escapes me escapes me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like just things like that that got thrown in there really made me you know feel good because mm-hmm. it it is a like, feel. Like it, there's said, a feel-good aspect of it yeah. we grew up with Janice Allen Bob and they're yeah. showing us he's showing us that like he also grew up with us yeah like, that he, you know from yeah, his, his absolutely. career wise he yeah. is doing this for us and um, I didn't expect any I didn't know what to expect when I saw it and my mm-hmm. cousin told me like this is a pure comedy dude mm-hmm. and like when they're talking about, um, like when they changed uh, what, Chronic into a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Jay's like, fuck Kevin James. He took, uh, he took away he my dick. dick. He took my money, then he took he my, sure my took dick. dick. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> Kevin James. Like, come on. Like, that's so yeah. funny. Like, he, he, he kept calling him Kevin James. Well, no, apparently,
0: and, apparently, like, Kevin Smith, like, he gets, like, he'll get, like, gift baskets from companies or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Or, like, care packages. But the card, there's always a little card on the basket it actually like happens multiple times that it I says bet kevin it james, james. <laughs> yeah for I those mean, there's actors that i've like yeah. i get their names confused yeah. like
1: if, if 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 i knew the corey like if i was you know a little older when the coreys were alive yeah, yeah. and then you know i was gonna send out which i like, pretty yeah. sure i could have gotten them mixed up yeah i mean dustin for some reason i get dustin hoffman and sean penn Sure, that's and fair. For, like, I, I don't know why. Well, I yeah, it. I
0: mean, I probably told um, you this, but I used to confuse uh, Jeff Daniels and Dave Coulier. I thought they were the same okay. person. I was <laughs> like, oh, the guy from Dumb and Dumbers in Full House. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and or so John, John, John Goodman and George Went, dude. Like, I. I <laughs>
1: I uh, thought they yeah. would at least be cousins. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan and uh, the guy that played Debo. V- like, oh, I,
0: was, I thought you were going to say Ving Rhames because that was, for me, I used to. But that, that's yeah. actually closer. I mean, they don't look yeah. anything alike. They yeah, just, yeah,
1: yeah. for some reason, like the the build and, you know, just different yeah. actors like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this movie was just it was just a fun movie to, to yeah, watch. for sure. Everything was fun about it. The, yeah. qu- it was quotable. I love that Brody did his little, like, his little song again. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just a great movie. Um, mm mm-hmm and it was, i was able to rewatch it again and not like be annoyed yeah i, uh, I
0: think I, it's actually gotten better for me on repeat viewings like mm. now that i've just been able to because i couldn't there was so much like fan service roaring and laughter when we when we went to the live show for it yeah but of course that's going to be the case but yeah mm. just to like appreciate just the dumb little touches and stuff and like yeah, yeah. i love
1: all the callbacks yeah it's, it's it's great um i mean some of it was a little overboard like kevin smith's role and then like him playing himself him, like yeah. Being a yeah yeah i thought yeah. that was a little much but like i felt like it had when you watch it it's okay you kind of have to do that you kind of have to toot your own horn a yeah. little bit with this and i think he like even yeah, he's making fun of himself with it so yeah it's like great yeah great stuff man mm-hmm. um uh it's so nice to see that come out like in a my adulthood I, yeah I never for thought sure I'd see for deer.
0: sure i thought we were done after clerks 2 yeah um, and he's apparently making them all like he wants he's after you know after quarantine's over he said he's gonna make them all rats 2 finally or whatever uh, okay we'll see but actually <laughs> like, I'm, cool. I'm actually pretty fun. i'm actually really intrigued by just because you know what clerks 3 is supposed to be so he wrote no. a draft and then he started fresh because he said it was too dark but he said that so he's just bringing it way f- like full circle Clerks 3 is going to be that, so it's really going to be Randall's arc or whatever. So he says that okay. Randall's going to have a heart attack and find out that, realize that, oh, when he's done, when, after he comes to, after he recovers, he's like, oh, I haven't done shit with my life. Like, what are we going to mm-hmm. do? So then he decides that him and Dante are going to make a movie about their experiences in the in the convenience store. Okay. <laughs> so it's just going to be the clerks making clerks. That'd be pretty, <laughs> like, okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. yeah.
1: I, let's see i told you that's such an existential movie yeah like, exactly that, so it's, that, it's, that, but that right he there. already
0: did it with zach and mary but he's just gonna do it again with quirks but that's fine okay because like, it's quirks, but yeah
1: what did you think i mean just to throw it out there what did you think of zach and mary I mean, I well no I I,
0: had, like, I I yeah right. well, well we're i mean we're pretty much done i think so but yeah in terms of zach and mary like i liked it for what it was but then i think i remember so again as we're talking about like kevin's place in sort of like his influence on like you know american comedies and stuff like that he said that you know he was a lot of his movies were just about people talking or whatever and just about dialogue and like people making references to stuff and shit and right. like one at a time where a lot of people weren't really doing that and as we said it was a time of just all these much more high concept like cartoonish comedies mm-hmm. and stuff and right. then about 10 years later 10 years 10 years post clerks we get uh we get 40 year old virgin we got knocked up and so like Seth Rogen, the Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow movies that they all say were very influenced. Like Seth Rogen said that Kevin Smith was a huge influence on him. Like yeah, growing it's, up, it's, he, he yeah. couldn't could not be. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So the thing, too, is that he mentions, uh, Kevin talks about how he kind of made Zach and Miri out of a sense of wanting to stay relevant like right and you could kind of yeah, tell cuz um, you could tell he was trying to make a Judd Apatow <laughs> movie basically like, I would argue yeah. that um or a Seth Rogen movie which is what I don't I don't think
1: it. I'm not sure like the the Seth Rogen or Judd Apatow movies are like are as well written as the kevin smith movies well the opinion. thing is most of those like,
0: are improv like so much of it is improv yeah, too and so that's the i don't thing. i don't
1: think like the, the stories are as like i'm not not to say that they're bad i don't think they're as strong mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. uh something like dogma or something mm-hmm. like chasing amy or yeah. even the like the idea of stopping a movie being made about you like yeah I, I don't get that um intention from those movies but i mean i guess that would be a conversation for another uh yeah another comparison or another show, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was a kind of a disappointment,
0: but yeah. So, I mean, there was parts of it like, you know, like, can I get a coffee black? Can't you see me talking uh, Yeah, white? Like Craig Robinson's yeah, fucking great. Great that, fucking stuff yeah. in that movie. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's bits, but for sure, like overall it's like, you can, yeah, I think he felt it too. Like he wasn't happy with it. Like right, there was a, <clears throat> he always talks about, he's a big hockey guy. So he talked about like Wayne Gretzky has some saying where he's like, you don't go where the puck where is it you got to go where the puck is gonna be not where the puck is so he mm-hmm. said he was going where the puck was at the time not where the right. puck's is gonna be
1: yeah i'd like to see like i mean he, he made red did he make red state he did red state and that movie was fucking nuts uh, i like that movie Tusk. a lot
0: so jesus christ Tusk. Um,
1: yeah so he's mm-hmm. he's he's very talented guy and i'm i'm glad that like he has his own universe yeah know? like yeah there's I'm glad that I know about it too. Yeah. Because um, it's not, it was like the most my, popular. I, thing I genu-
0: genuinely feel like I'm a better person having seen all these movies. Yes. Like, I wouldn't yes. really know. <laughs> like, it has informed so much of like my sense of humor and, or at least how mm-hmm. I'm able to reflect on certain things and stuff now, too. Like, now that I'm older and have experienced more. And I think my own brand of sort of like going through weird shit in my 20s and facing up to my own insecurity, like, mm-hmm. kind of coming coming to terms with my demons and my insecurities and stuff like that yeah
1: right i um and just like for me as just overall like as a writer or you know music writer Mm -hmm. just having someone that could write about their experience yeah yeah in terms of like a self-starter and taking himself totally out of it yeah even even though it's all about him kind Mm -hmm. of um Mm -hmm. there's not too many like in in our generation i think or in our time i don't know too many people that have like really Touched me that way, like mm-hmm. really gotten my attention as far as with their craft and mm-hmm. um, their outlook on life. Through yeah. Their yeah. Craft. No,
0: absolutely. Um, like I this is a guy that I look up to so much, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was a big influence. Like I tried podcasting five years ago for the first time and mm-hmm. it was because of listening to him constantly. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he always says that it, he's always said that it's like it's way easier to destroy than it is to create but like creating is like lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness or whatever the fuck and just yeah. like yeah he's yeah. just a fucking just champion of like you know especially now that stan lee is gone like and he's kind of like the he's kind of bearing that torch of less like positivity through creation and he's made a living he's you know, there's Kevin, there's Stanley, and then there's Stanley, the character, and then there's Kevin Smith, and then there's Kevin Smith, the persona. And like, he really like, I think he really has leaned super hard into that in the last like 10 years or so of his mm-hmm. career. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, um, he's definitely, he's definitely, he keeps growing. Yeah. Even though he dresses the same, he <laughs> tends to, you now know, he wears his blazers
0: now. He doesn't wear the coat anymore. I think okay. the first time I've seen it. So I saw him Q and A He wears the times. jorts. He does wear the jorts. <laughs> But I've seen him. So the first time I saw him Q and A was at the Warfield in like 2009, and I okay. think this was around the time he got kicked off the plane because he was too fat. Um, oh, was
1: that WonderCon when they were still doing WonderCon over there?
0: Yeah, probably no. But no, this was just a it was just part of his Q and A tour. So okay. I think this okay. was post Zach and Marion. Yeah, that's when he talked about like <clears throat> yeah 2009. Okay, I got but you. yeah, like he just came out in what looked like a bathrobe. Like, one of those house (laughs) robes, like, that you're, like, you'd see Mm. someone's dad just wear all the time. Yeah. And then...
1: A Josh And then
0: the next time I saw him, that's when he went into the hot, like, the custom hockey jerseys all the time. And then, yeah, I saw him in the... So, that was at Comic-Con. And then I think the last time, yeah, then after he dropped all the vegan weight, he started wearing this, like, 80s-ass purple blazer. Pop chips. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been kind of crazy to see, yeah, just him in so many fashions and i have a fucking picture with him too like i saw him yoga hosers i'll post i'll post that i'll post that on the on the instagram um but yeah so yeah fucking hell like yeah these movies are a huge part of my my sensibility and my my identity in certain certain respects um i definitely want to give a shout out to my cousin brendan for just introducing me to all this shit yeah
1: yeah nice yeah. Yeah, man. Uh this this movie, these movies will always stick with me. Um mm. I own most of them. Same um, here, Same here. If I don't own them anymore, it's because I lost them. I would never, mm. you know, give any of them away <laughs> for sure. sure. So yeah, uh I'm with you, man. I I grew up with these. I'm mm. glad that uh he grew up with me as an audience member. Like, yeah. I'd, I'm glad to have been in that to be like you know when you find things and um you're kind of happy that no one else likes it because you think it makes yeah it it, it, more there's special there's more of an ownership um, to it yeah 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 so I think I think uh these movies really were like that for me yeah um, I had a couple friends that really liked it, but yeah. not too many. I think maybe yeah, two or I three of my friends Yeah, You're one of like school. three people I can talk about
0: these movies with yeah, at, at most, go. and that's, that's right okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could, I could randomly just text you a quote yeah. from any of those films. I think I'm pretty sure like 99%, I'm sure you'll get it, and What's the counting, I, I love please? that. I could do that, so.
2: On it on the, <laughs> on the shut
1: up, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, I, I can't get enough of them. Um, I might I need to go watch some more of it now. Yeah, I, I don't want sure. to stop watching these movies. At the yeah, moment. Absolutely. maybe I'll read chasing dogma again. So
0: I'll probably track down a copy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, a little outrageous, but sure. that's where like the Tim Burton thing happened from.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought that was like a phony story until yeah. I actually read the book. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, this did come out before Planet of mm-hmm. the Apes. So mm-hmm. I'm not tr- like he's not tripping so Mm uh yeah kevin smith yeah um all those movies number one
0: thank you man so yeah i think that'll do it um so you can find you know if you're finding us for the first time we really appreciate it uh we're on instagram at two old soul two old souls pod t-o-o-s-o-u-l-s-p-o-d so yeah thank you guys again for checking us out and uh well appreciate it we really appreciate it and We're too old for this shit. (laughs) Snoogans. (laughs) Neat.